enjoy yourself. I'm gonna go kill a dragon. As one does. <laughs> you know? No. We're gonna go kill dragons. <laughs> and on that note, Dovakin! We're due for. Just lets us know we're, we're mortal. Due for. Furta, dude. Furta! And just like red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, January 30th, 2.06 p.m., 2021. Said so that episode 101. That was slick. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary and all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle. And the best part about the whole deal is we built it from the ground up for people like you and me, the everyday normal person. So come down and join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, I am Colin. I am Donovan. And today we have about... The most epic thing that we've ever done on Salt of the Streets. We have a 100%. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably bring in some of our own dice here. But we got a listener request show up the yin-yang. We got multiple topics from multiple listeners. And we're really jazzed about it. We just we covered them during the pre-show. Yes. We're going to be talking death penalty. We're going to be talking some... We're going to be revisiting the Chaz Chop. Yes. And some of the individuals in the Chaz Chop. Chaz Chop. And then we're also going to be talking about some of the, uh, where we're at with the state COVID stuff and where we're coming because there's new things. I remember back when there was like five stages of reopening, then there were subcategories. Now there's only two phases of reopening, apparently. The The dials, dials, bro. The dials. I fucking, I loved the dials because they were (laughs) totally subjective and they were color coordinated from blue to orange. There was no numbers. There was no nothing. But anyways, so we're going to get into all that. And I think, oh, and we're going to have some new hills to die on because we missed that last episode. GameStop. Um, GameStop is definitely going to come up because, because we have to talk about it. And fuck those corporatist, elitist pieces of shit that have been stealing our money for decades. Fuck them all. It's pretty dark, bro. It is so My dark. <laughs> we lost our house. Not in 2008, but as a result of the 2000, like the whole, oh, the deal, whole thing. people getting houses yeah. they shouldn't have got. Massive recession. And it wasn't until a few years later that we actually lost our house. So, like, to, to come from that and then, and to see this going on, it's like, the, and like, even like the big short, you know what I'm saying? Like, watching the big <laughs> short, and you're yeah. like, we literally, like, it's just it then? Yeah. So, to see. It's so obvious, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Partially because social media exists. You know, there are many things that go into this. Partially because they were so blatant about it, you know. Yeah. But, man, yeah, there's a whole new calculus because of what we as, like, civilians know what the internet to be and how to utilize right. it and stuff compared to, like, what these elitist fucks think that the internet yeah, is yeah. and how it works. The power of Reddit and fucking... I loved... My favorite thing about this whole thing... We'll get into it later. My favorite thing is Redditors calling attendees. I love attendees. 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 Attendees is the word that they're using for the profits that they're making off of GameStop because they're buying chicken tenders with it. Oh, get some tendies. Tendies, bro. Yes, the tendies are coming in. There's I love a song. It. There's a song that's been created about the GameStop deal <laughs> that talks about the Tendy Man coming. The yeah, oh, it's man. great. Yeah, oh, it's and awesome. Can, can you have picked a better company to, like, take the namesake of? Because no. what is GameStop's um, – I don't know if it's, like, their 
what do you call their motto or something? It's power to the players. Yes. It's like if if this is not fucking power to the players, I don't know what is, buddy. Yeah. And this I'm really excited to talk about it. I think we're gonna we're gonna get really, really into depth with it next episode when we yes. have Larry Dixon on. Yeah, when Larry's here. Um Especially but we're gonna go over there's... what's been happening because it's yeah. it's just it's too hot, it's too new, it's too big well, there's, to just let go. I there's think. likely to be a lot that happens with it over the next two weeks, you yes. know. So because it's still going on right now. Yeah. Like people are still quote unquote holding the line right. in various stock options. Hold the line. Hold have you the seen line. Diamond Hands? Dave Portnoy, you know, is the president of Barstool Sports. Check. Do you follow him on Instagram or anything like I that? I don't. Does he's he been, is he on Twitter? I know. He's yes, on Twitter. he's on Twitter like... and, and Instagram. He's been posting these really great videos that I'm sure that other people are making. That's you know his body and these like Elon Musk or like his face and oh, Elon Musk's face and like all these other people like just cut onto you know images of. Uh, people standing around like watching rockets take off and shit like that and it's 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 awesome it's really great right, he, i'm officially following him now. yeah i'm a huge fan of what he does Dave the, the daily doing. pizza review right too yes yeah the pizza every day um and they're he's posting videos of the facetimes that he's doing with people when he's saving their businesses he's doing all that shit every day yeah it's pretty literally great. going i think we talked about that last episode right yes. going around saving people's businesses yeah. man tens Just, of millions of dollars that they have raised insane. now just from straight donations, doing the work of the federal government. It's pretty disgusting. Um, watch. I'm here for it. We've been talking a lot about it. You can see all of this conversation, all of these tweets and everything that we do on our Twitters and all our social medias. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. He is a big bird off on both of those things. Oh, I never even, I talked about Clubhouse and the social media thing oh, and yeah. didn't even like say what our names were. I got Salt of the Street on clubhouse what did you have you signed I, up for clubhouse or did you just get invited I, to it i downloaded the app okay and i haven't i haven't created anything yet well i still saw it on the street so hopefully i'll be big bird off because so, i like to unlike you i like to maintain that single well now <laughs> now on twitter and clubhouse it's the same thing because it's sort of the streets was too Word. long so it's salt of the street on have you twitter even and clubhouse and no shade intended there's there's no i'm just pure curiosity have you looked into possibly changing your alpaca on instagram or are you just gonna roll with that well we already have because it's kind of a thing the salt right? of the streets instagram you know i guess i could try and get i guess i could try and get this salt is of why the street yeah we've done instagram. this before we've done this before well i could try and get salt of the street on instagram and then it would be the same thing but, but, then, then, no but matter, then it would be a one-letter right? difference between our company one and my, and if, and my personal And then one. what happens is people that don't remember are going to be hitting up your personal all the time. Exactly. <laughs> trying to do exactly. that. Yeah, no, maybe we'll keep that degree of separation in there. That seems healthy. One, the reason that it's like that on Twitter is because that was when you first said that, like the phrase sold the streets yeah. to me. I was like, oh, I got to I gotta snag that. Yep. And Twitter was the first place that I was like, I know that it will be gone when I go to get it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know – well – it can't be because I stole it already, but um, <laughs> so you didn't steal it. You claimed I it. Claimed it. I don't know Boom. whether or not it would Plant still be flag. there. Like if I tried to go and get it now, you know. But no, you I've keep, had you it for keep alpaca. Like plus, five it's a years. good conversation starter. Well, I've had a, no, no, no. I mean, sold to the street. I've had oh, alpaca yeah. Donovan since high school. Yeah, that was like from alpaca. Was. My getting shit house days. That was from because we used to yeah. like we would hit each other up, like, "Are hey, you trying to kick it? Alpaca bowl." Yep. Yeah. We haven't told that story in a long time. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, feel like once every like the... six months, 
we should like reinfuse that, that into the listeners. We story. just when I when we were talking to Larry about our taxes, I just told him about like where the name Salt and Streets came from, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't even know." He was like, "That's so fucking sick," and I was like, "Oh yeah, bro, like we're fucking yeah. levels salty. complicated, salty motherfucker." Yeah. Anyway, so get salty with it. This week, um, I feel like there was something that I was gonna. Lauren Culp. So, okay, so Casey gave me Lauren Culp's book. Lauren Culp wrote a book. He's got a um, book. Yes, that motherfucker can spell. It is it's definitely kind of a book that you would give to high schoolers. You can see the like the way that it's written. Very you big know, print. Big print. Big. So, I mean, and I'm not Okanagan, trying to. I'm not trying to like pimp. Um, <laughs> your bride Lauren fell out of Culp your book or anything. That's my. That's my <laughs> bookmark. Um, American Cop. American Cop. Yeah. So we Casey people. gave this to me, and I'm like halfway through it. It's pretty okay. You know, of course, Casey would have that. Book. There are well, and Casey. I don't I'm know, saying. I don't remember where. Anyway, of yeah, course, Casey. Casey has that gave book. it to me um, to read. It's pretty okay. Hmm. He obviously says some shit that's buy brand new paperback on Amazon for twelve fifty nine. There you go. Prime. So he obviously says some stuff in here that's I don't necessarily agree with. But um, he, like, makes a real hard line at America not being a democracy. You know, like, we're a republic. He's got a forward by Ted Nugent. Is that in that book? Yes. That version? Holy shit, how did he do that? Here, I'll read it. It's just a quick little thing. Freedom is not free. This is the forward by Ted Nugent, just so everybody knows. Freedom is not free, and in this dastardly culture war raging across the United States, America needs warriors now more than ever. We the people who genuflect at the altar of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights salute Republic Washington law enforcement hero Lauren Culp as a rare leader in this fight for the soul of our country by refusing to violate his sacred oath as all too many others in government have. There have been way too many flag-draped coffins to ignore the price paid in the name of the U.S. Constitution, and Lauren Culp is a shining example of how our founding fathers hoped all Americans would be. Let it be known by all good men and women that the very integrity of this sacred experiment in self-government will be determined by the by those willing to stand strong at every Concord Bridge, no matter what or how it presents itself. The America we know and love will stand or fall based on how many Lauren Culps heed the call. Freedom boner. Holy Ted shit, Ted <laughs> That dude knows so. what's up. That's, I mean, that's rather intense. It's super intense. But, like, do you, what does genuflect mean? Because I've never, I read it the first time when I read this, but I didn't look it up. I was genuflect like, genuflect means lower one's body briefly by bending one knee to the ground, typically in worship or as a sign of respect. So, in other words, bending the knee. So, he just, he wants to say kneel, but he really didn't want to. Because I bet this was, what was around the, the time that it was used in again. <clears throat> now that you've officially closed the book and probably lost, yeah, the spot yeah. We the people who genuflect at the altar of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights salute okay. Republic Washington law enforcement hero Lauren Culp yeah. as the rare leader in this fight. Because you can't say bend the knee because the it, connotation's so bad. So you yeah, say yeah, genuflect say, to probably. say that you bow to the Constitution. And interesting. And I will just say this: if you are. Very if you are idolizing and worshiping the Constitution and the Bill of Rights of the United States, you probably have your priorities wrong. Because that is not the the altar of worship is not where those two things belong. Yeah. They they belong instilled within like the the embodiment of the societal soul, 
not something that should be worshipped. It's the body politic, boom. if you will. Oh, look at that. <laughs> should I yeah. put pinky up? <laughs> so that's interesting. So I started reading this book partially because Casey gave it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to read more, like in the evenings. I've been. I started journaling again, and so I started I'm, reading during the evenings too. Yeah. So I'm doing this and reading the newspaper and. Um, Yours is much more productive writing than in mine. my journal. I'm trying to be more productive because I feel like I just get so upset with myself. I feel like yeah. I'm wasting my time. I've you been know? reading manga at night. <laughs> That's better than nothing. It's better right. than fucking. I, know. You know I figure if that gets me in the habit of getting in bed every night and opening a book of some kind, exactly. Boom. That's why I Insert read this book. Whatever book that you could easily give to a bunch of high school kids yep. because of, but the way that he writes is not. I could write a better book than Lauren Culp did, mm-hmm. and I'm not like he's a fucking idiot. I mean, he ju- he has the writing of somebody. He even says like I love to write, and I you know I write all the time, and I whatever, and that's yeah. So he loves to write, but he's not that good at writing. You know the difference between an author or a writer and a non-writer, somebody who writes. You could because there's a lot of people that talk about writing, words. but never actually finish something. Even as even the size of this, which is highly you know spaced out and stuff like that. Yes. If this was fiction, it would be called a novella. Yeah. Because it's not a certain length. But he's a public author because he wrote. He so actually I'm, went through and wrote. Which I'm is published good. on our website. Whoop, whoop. Um, yes, and I feel Thanks. confident that you could go through our website and pick a random piece of writing from either you or I, and mm-hmm. it would be of generally better quality than this here. Yeah, it's good. Um, not that this is a terrible book. Uh, but like I say, so he lays out like a really clear line about like America's not a democracy, it's a republic. And mm-hmm. the founders hated democracy and like very adamant about this, which is, is true, true. You know what I'm saying? But then he starts drawing a line of like he starts quoting all of these different. Um, like socialist leaders and thinkers and stuff like that. And I told Jordan one of the things I found really funny was he quotes Nikhil Gorbachev, but he actually quotes a quote from his book that's in a magazine that he read. So he doesn't cite the book. He cites the magazine Magazine. that had this quote from the book in it. Interesting. Why would you not just go back to the book and cite the book itself? Because he's never read it. You've just read this quote from this book and you've decided that you don't like it. So you're going to use it as this, which is like, it's fine. But at least make it look like you, fu- you know what I'm saying. And so that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, well, the shit might be is not even age, like, you know, that he might have lived through that. Maybe that's just a recalled lived experience. Cites, but he <laughs> cites the magazine is what I'm saying. Like in there, he quotes the book and then cites the magazine that had the quote from the book in it. Yeah, that's, that's I what I'm saying. Why don't you yeah. at least just just cite the book? You don't yeah. have to say that you read it from a magazine. Just cite the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's Lauren Cole, bro. But that's, that's what I'm saying. What that's... magazine? Do you remember? Um, I do not remember because that would be interesting too. Because maybe the, maybe what magazine it was holds a specific weight to why he was uh, quoting the magazine. Potentially. Because of what type of magazine it was, or something like that. Who knows? Yeah, or it's no, just Lauren Culp, and he didn't want to. He didn't do that. So mile the line that he's trying to draw is all of these quotes refer to democracy from the socialist leaders. And mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, they're all like, oh, the first step to socialism is democracy. And so he's like, you know, our founders hated democracy because it's always going to go to socialism. Democracy is always going to go to socialism. Democracy, I'm like, democracy is going to look more like France. Well, what? Right. So I'm like, I granted, if your end goal is socialism, your first step is democracy. Yep. But that's not to say that democracy is always the first step to socialism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the argument that he's presenting it's definitely in not. this book. Democracy and is definitely not. Um, I in, will tell you what is the first step always to socialism. 
Populism. <laughs> Word. Just so you know. So historically. That's so he does that to make the case against the initiative process in Washington State because that's a Raleigh Democratic process and not a Republican process. And so, you know, well, we're turning into socialists yeah. because we're ruling ourselves by the democracy. For fuck's sakes, Lauren. <laughs> this is why you didn't fucking win, dude. Because you missed the step here. That's what I'm saying. Like, I... It's not terrible, but it's not... This read, isn't it. This I'm going is, to suggest a book it. that you read. How about this? Since you don't like to read... I mean, I shouldn't say that. Because I don't know if he doesn't like to read. But I would assume that he doesn't have time because he's super busy. He likes to write. <laughs> So listen to the podcast by a man named Dan Carlin called The uh, Death Throes of the Republic. And explains how Rome essentially became an empire. Um, which I believe started out as an excuse to tell the story of Cleopatra. But ultimately ended up... <laughs> yeah, because that's, so that's, that's so Dan Carlin, That's just who he way. is. But anyways, um, yeah, you know, and it'll explain to you what what the true problems with a, a republic are compared to democracy. And then it would, it would you fill in the blanks and you realize why we are not a republic and why we are not a democracy, but why we are a democratic republic. Right. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> if we were just a republic, all the senators and all the congressmen, they right. wouldn't give a... They don't have to listen to us. They right. just get to do whatever the fuck they want once they're in power. <clears throat> which and, is why we have the fucking initiative yeah. in... Um, this is why you lost, dude, because That's you didn't do your fucking homework. Almost. He was almost, almost there. He's almost this, there. You want to know why <laughs> Governor Inslee is yeah. still Governor Inslee? Because you didn't do your fucking homework on yeah. how this is supposed to work, and this is why you failed. Every goddamn debate you went into, because you were ill-prepared, and you had these high-fluting ideas that you could not put across the finish line, because you did not do your homework. So I've been reading this for like two days, and I'm halfway through it. So I'm definitely going to be done by the it's next time It's probably a pretty good read, I bet, It's not bad. But I'll definitely be done by the next time that we're here. Mm-hmm. So I'll give a full review nice. on it. The level of, like I said, the level of vocabulary is not super high. And there's a lot of like, and I'll explain why. And mm-hmm. here's why. But like three paragraphs in a row. You know, like he'll say it to like kind of explain what he's going to say. It's a very, and I'm not trying to like be a dick, but it's it's very traditional high school in the way that's like tell them what you're going to tell them mm-hmm. and then tell them and then tell them what you told them you know like well, a, a yeah. very three paragraph organization but expanded over a whole chapter and unfortunately most people would probably need that to actually grasp some right. of the basic concepts so, you're going to lay down and it's definitely yeah. this is this is a very this is for people who have a really no understanding of really what the constitution is you like, want to dip your toes into the constitutional exactly. waters there's yeah American a cop. lot of a lot of direct quotations like to the amendments and stuff like that it's like in case you forgot like what it says you know right let there. me explain to you you know the history in case you didn't know it, yeah a lot of shit like that that's like definitely made for people who just don't really yeah. know that much about it. so which Ugh. is fine but yeah i'll fine. come back we'll see what's up this is going to be my gateway into reading. I'm not sure what my next book is going to be. I think that I'm going to reread 12 Rules for Life. And I think that will oh. be my next one. And then I'll be ready to take a, the full leap back into reading all the time. Yeah. Wait. So, <clears throat> yeah, and I still have my copy the new and one? shit. I did not. 12 more? I did rules not. For life? No. But I knew that it was coming out, and that's partially why I decided that, that would, be, that would yeah. be my next one. It's because I knew the, that his new book is coming out, 12 yeah. More Rules for Life. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yeah, and so... Yeah, what's the sub, the subtitle to that? I'm not uh, sure. 
but this will be a new thing that I'm doing because I'm really going to try and read more. Not like go over all my books, but at least talk about the books that. Oh, boom. But at least talk about the books that we're going to. I'm reading. And then maybe it'll make Colin read too. We'll see what happens. We're trying to talk Ouch. more about, you know. Well, beyond, no, you beyond said order. Beyond order. Yeah. Not, you said you're trying to read more. That's, I am. That's the only reason I'm saying that. Yep. And, and we've right been trying now, yeah. to. Double headers. Double hit the double headers. Jesus Christ. Last weekend we did the second double header Instagram live thing that we're doing where we both are on Instagram live double header. My parents or my mom and Micah both texted me and were like, You look so stoned. And I just took that dab before. I was also super tired. That was the day of I was like, It's 8 30, bro. Yeah. That's like a half hour past your bedtime. That's what I'm saying. Old man. So I was so bummed, by the way, because if. If you all have watched that one, or you will watch, you'll notice I start the podcast in a different place, and I end oh, the podcast. Yeah, and that's because I wanted to do. I was right outside my window, right there, and I had the table set up, I had the chair set up, and I was going to sit outside and smoke my cigar while I did the double header, and I was going to make like the thing for doing the double header. Yeah, rain shine doesn't fucking matter. I'd be out there. Cigars. But it didn't work out. I wonder if I opened the window. Maybe. Maybe like the Wi-Fi was reflecting off it's the fucking, glass. It's fucking. We talked about it afterwards. Wi-Fi is bullshit. It's, it is. It's nonsense. It's, it's a conspiracy. No, <laughs> it's a fucking conspiracy. It's fucking a window. Know. A fucking window is gonna. That's uh, bullshit. No, I don't. I don't. Glass know. It does doesn't, tend to be highly reflective. So bullshit. Anyway, this week. <laughs> but what do we do during those doubleheaders, Donovan? Oh, we talk mostly about. The things that we're doing when we're not consuming politics. So, like, we talked about video games and stuff that we were playing last time and some shows and stuff that we were mm. watching. So, um, and, and I'll say this, too. It's been a – it's actually been kind of a lifeline to me because it reminds me to partake in other things yes. other than politics. Yeah. Because you realize – I mean, how many times do we do this? We sit down during the pre-show and be like, what would you do this week? I'm like – I, don't, I oh, worked, I don't and then yeah. I just did, you know, show prep and shit. That's all. Yes. You know, I'm always plugged in. Just focused on yeah. this. And then that's it. it has pushed me to try to do other things throughout the week, to that's make good. time for other things that are not political, uh, which is what you'll notice off to your right there. There's my the Zaku model. Oh, yeah. I discovered that you actually have to wash these models, by the way, before you put them together because there's some kind of weird residue on them from when they press the plastic. There's some kind of uh, lubricant agent oh. so that they come out of the molds. Oh. So I washed it, and then I bought this little diorama set there that's got, like, trees Fucking and nice. water and shit so I can put that the up thing. on the thing. So, yeah, next week you'll, I'm, I'll show a, 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 a picture yeah. of the progress so far. I'm going to start building on that. That'll be one of the things I do. It, you know, to to partake in other things yeah. other than politics. But that, I, yeah, I got two mangas I got to get through, and then it's like, I, I found another version or another copy of Animal Farm up there by George oh. Orwell, and I'm gonna fire through that again. That's after a that. good. One. That I I always had a I have a better time reading that than I do listening to the audiobook. Yeah, I don't know why. That's 1984, on the other hand, I like to do the audiobook versus the book. 1984 is also very good. The the re-recording of it is fucking phenomenal. And it's terrifying. When you read it, you're like, oh, my God, this is real life. What is this? Doubleheaders. Doubleheaders. So, <laughs> this week, <clears throat> full listener request show. Where do you want to start? Do I you... think we should start with the chat. We should revisit the chat shop with the Rath Simone. Okay. Just because that's, I think it's probably the quickest. Okay. So, this request, this topic came into us via Instagram. Um and it is centered around an article done by KUOW that 
that I'm pulling up on my For those phone. of you who are not Washington State <clears throat> or Northwestern Washington, yes, KUOW is our NPR, our local NPR station, right? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> it is our local NPR affiliate, if Boom. you will. There you go. Yes, so this article is covering allegations from two women. The headline is actually, Two Women Accused Seattle Hip-Hop Artist Raz Simone of Abused Coercion, right? Mm-hmm. So and We touched on this earlier in the, in the fake start of the show. Yes. Um, but... <clears throat> We should say this again. We're not going to like necessarily yes. give much in the way of like uh, varying opinions on what's what what is being put down. We're not in this me article. too anybody, right? And yeah, we're not going to me too nobody. And really, what this listener asked when she when she brought this to us was essentially like not asking us to take a stance. It was just to kind of like put this article out there to kind of make sure people know it's out there to spread it around and all this because we are dealing with again a lot of accusations here. Yes, and if if anything. Getting those accusations spread out there, you know, can be better than not. And because, right, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. Was... And because of the nature of these allegations, mm-hmm. we are not, we are hesitant. going to accuse anybody of anything. We're not going to accuse them, but we're also we're not saying this never happened. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're certainly not <clears throat> abdicating him of this because we don't know either way. There are still, there are, there's, paperwork there's allegations there there's are filings, written statements yeah there's court filings there's there are things going on here that are beyond opinion yeah and so which again i could go to a court today and tell them that they're blah 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 and i can get a restraining order or a thing from you yes if i if i wanted to so that that in itself doesn't add but especially the other either but especially because there is court documentation there is written written testimony uh, written testimony of witnesses there we feel that it is important that these things be brought to light yeah that these stories are heard and that the information is out there so that people can be making informed decisions on who they want to contribute yeah. money to on who they want to listen to on who they want to be involved in um because there started to be later in this story, we'll talk, you know, there once the Chaz Chop thing happened, there are peop- there were people um, in Chop that began to find out about the allegations that yeah. were cool with him kind of being a leader. And it ended up to him kind of stepping out of involvement in Chaz Chop. So yeah. that's one of, we'll get to it. But, Let's put it this um, way, right? During the, the big Me Too movement push, right? Yes. There was that slogan of, uh, I don't remember the exact slogan, but, you know, believe all women, right? Right. It, it essentially boiled down to, you know, in any logical persons, in, anybody that thinks logically says, okay, listen to all of these things, right? And regardless of what the accusation is, you should listen to the accusation. And right here, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. We're going through, we're going to be listening to what this article is and these people's a- accusations Rasmone has some things to say in this article too, so we we listening to we're listening to all sides and we're just relaying information that is embedded in this article. I don't know. I just had that little slogan come to mind. Yes, you know, not believe all women, but we're listening. We're not we're not just blowing it off because I mean this is a very three hour interview with Rasmone where they got all this information. There's a lot of detailed information here. There's a lot to take out of this article. And at the end of the day, we're not going to walk away knowing much more than we did when we came into it. There's just a lot to 
take in, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, where do we want to start with this? We'll just start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amanda Branch is one of the women that have raised allegations that have accused Rasimone. These particular allegations are for abuse. She claims that Rasimone forcibly cut her hair. Um, That... Let's see, because this is this, like you said, this is a long article. It's a very long article. Um, there's a, there's a lot of allegations at the beginning about um, you know physical abuse, um, almost grooming in a way of like kidnapping cases we've heard of, of certainly you know, making them do certain things, not allowing them, you know, removing any any independence that they have, and only allowing women to do exactly what he says, exactly what they, you know, when he says to do it, or right. doing this, only doing that, getting mad and abusive when they do otherwise. Um, so let's see, I'll just, I'll quote from it real quick. Um, Branch and Simone had been together for years and often stayed at Branch's Corner Street unit over an espresso shop in Nancelon. Branch said she wasn't allowed to leave without telling him. If she did, there were consequences. Simone di- denies that. Um, he had such a grip on her and said that she had asked him to cut her hair. Branch said... Branch had been drinking with friends that day when Simone called her. The phone conversation got heated, she said, and she drunkenly called Simone a bitch. When Branch returned home, she said he pinned her down with his knees and used kitchen scissors to cut off her hair, waist-length hair. Um, And so she says later in the article that she, she says, I did ask him to cut my hair after he cut it with these scissors. Like she... Because there are pictures in one of his music videos of her with a shaved head. And so he's claiming, oh, well, she asked me to shave her hair. Like, she asked me to. And she said, I asked him to shave my hair after he cut the fuck out of my hair. And it was uneven and looked like shit. I asked him to shave my head so that it was even. Even. Um, And so... Yeah, that was one of his album... Or song titles. Right. And there's a lot of things like that. Whatever you call those. There's a lot of, like, overlap like that. There's a lot. And in... In any case, where there's allegations, there's going to be a lot of that, you know, where where one person, especially the person who is potentially guilty of the allegations, may not want to tell the entire story, you know? Then he's like, oh, well, she asked me to cut her hair after I fucking cut her hair with kitchen yeah. scissors, you know what I'm saying? We're not and bring up that first part. Right, and I, and I speak so adamantly about this altercation with the scissors because there's another altercation. I believe this is the same one in which she was thrown into... No, the different one about the nightstand, right? But there's another yes. allegation where she was thrown into nightstands and there is a witness testimony for this account. For that one, um, yeah. yeah, of of which she was thrown into the nightstand. I believe that it, at that point, broke the window. Um and <clears throat> one floor above the bar yes brick building on yes, east olive you. way was an apartment where branch lived it was there that simone had thrown thank branch you. into the nightstand hard enough to break the window above she said branch tried to move on from their relationship but seeing Raz simone in the limelight during during chaz chop brought it flooding back and, and that i think should be also uh, kind of stated as throughout this article if we didn't actually perfectly state the title so you can actually read this article for yourself it's two women accused seattle hip-hop artist rasimone of abuse comma coercion and it's from january 11th of 2021 so this is a new article this was just uh, came out just a few days before it was sent to us yep um so we've not been sitting on it but it came to us like the day before the last episode recording so we didn't have enough time obviously especially because it's a i mean it's a 
lengthy article. They, they, it's dense. Yeah. There's a lot of, for lack of a better term, and I don't mean to diminish anything that's said throughout the article, but there's a lot of he said, she said in this article. They get a lot of the perspective from... Um, well, they talked to him for three hours. So yeah. I would imagine that they have... A lot of perspective they have three from hours. Sides. Well, and to ask him specifically about everything that she said in the mm-hmm. article. So there is, I think, naturally going to be, he said, she said, because mm-hmm. they're they're going to ask him specifically about what she said. Yeah. You know, um, what the fuck was I going to say? Nightstand. Oh, no, we talked about the nightstand. You were yeah. talking about the extensive, like all f- evidence, for lack of a better term, right? Mm-hmm. And part of that is because you were talking about this being almost like a grooming thing, right? Both of these things feels happened like over extended periods of time. And so when she says in this article, Branch says in this article that, you know, she thought she was going to be able to move on from it. And then later the Chaz thing happened and he's standing on top of his in. fucking Tesla. He's handing guns out to people in the street. He's, he's on the news all the time and it comes flooding back, right? This is a super common thing for yep. people who have been victims of abuse for them to try and move on from it think that it's fine and get something dragged back in get dragged back into it and, and, and in so there. because there are many people whose immediate reaction to something like this is why didn't you come out before you know yeah. and it's not it's just not that simple you know no, what i'm saying it, we've it talked about exactly this before that way when we've talked about all of the different allegations that have happened, me to the Kavanaugh thing, they were like, there's potential for this because they're, especially for abuse, yep. it's not uncommon for people to potentially block it or just not want to talk about it for mm-hmm. an extended period of time. You know a lot of saying? people are, so they try to shove it way down or in the, put it in the back, the back seat and just carry on. And then something happens that, that triggers all that stuff coming back because it was never professionally dealt with. And so I, would I w- right. So I would just, I would implore everyone to refrain from making that your immediate reaction. If that's what you're thinking, Um, there are many reasons that a delayed reaction or coming forward Mm -hmm. um, allegations could be. And so that is not given what we've seen over the last couple few years about right. people coming out about you know old allegations stuff this is actually not that old and I'd like certainly that's, yeah that's it's even tougher when it's even fresher and you're someone that you perceive as your abuser is on television acting as a warlord right that's that could not have been easy to do and it's right that's and so tough, after man. after he's out and the whole chaz thing is happening right there is Jaden Grayson, an activist who spoke through the microphone here at Chaz, right? And who's talking about, um, let me just go ahead and read from the article, right? Mm-hmm. He was depicted as a leader of, of the Seattle protest by the New York Times, interviewed by CNN, and praised by Forbes magazine as a man out for racial justice. Right-wing commentators on Twitter called him a warlord. Seattle city leaders got in touch. But in the movement, women were alarmed. They were already frustrated with his attention-grabbing behavior, and now they were hearing whispers and reading social media posts about abuse. Several denounced him. And the attention-grabbing behavior they're talking about is he was standing on top of his Tesla and, like, screaming, singing, and shit like that over, like, like a loudspeaker while people are driving him down the street and he said he's he's out in the news he's telling people what they can and can't do i mean there, there were we, some very audacious you can behavior. go back to the chaz chop episodes i'll link back to those let me write that yeah, he is definitely a quick. he is definitely a star of the chaz chop show if yeah, there was a chaz um, chop show and we saw a video of him handing rifles out to people who he didn't know i mean like these things 
these things did happen. Yeah. Um, and so this says, several denounced him. Jaden Grayson, an activist, spoke through her microphone. We are aware of your behavior, seen and unseen. Grayson said, later paraphrasing what she said to be a crowd. Despite the fact that you are clearly evading any form of accountability by the state, and that's okay because we're working on dismantling the system too, but the streets know what you're up to. Two women stepped forward to tell their stories using their full names. Amanda Branch and Angelica Campbell told the told KUOW that Simone abused them. Branch said she coerced he coerced her into stripping out of state and turning over the yeah. money. Campbell said he pushed her into prostitution. Um, and the story later talks about Campbell. I want to find her first name just so that we can. Angelica? Angelica Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, thank you. Um, and she moved. Yeah, I just fucking said it. What, what an idiot. Moved so to she, New York City. She moved from Chicago. Chicago. Um, yeah, moved from Chicago where she was struggling there. Rasselmode said that he she would take care of he would take care of her if she moved out here. She ended up renting one of the properties that he owns. He owns two properties, a couple of cars and shit like that. Yep. This is a reminder for me to go and tell everybody to go and go over to our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter. Yes, that is a timer for us to remember because we keep fucking forgetting. Because otherwise we won't do it. <laughs> I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Clubhouse and at Alpaca underscore Donald on, on Instagram. Colin is at Beer Bird on both of those things. It's going to be the same thing on Clubhouse. Yep. Find all this on saltofthestreets.com, Salt of the Streets on Instagram, Salt of the Streets on Facebook. All that, saltofstreets.com. It's all there. YouTube, Salt of Streets. Thank you. Like, um, subscribe, share. Yes, Tell your friends. Yes. Spread that like, shit around. Like, subscribe, share the videos. Um, Send us user requests. Listener requests. Yes. Viewer requests. Yes, because we will cover them. It may not be that episode. Might have to fit them in one or two later, but we will cover your topics. If there's something you don't understand, you don't know, you don't want to do the research on, let us know. We will do it for you. That is why we are here. Pretty soon, I'm going to maybe ask you for some dollars for trying to do that. Because it's getting old. <laughs> it's, it's hard to fit in sometimes. Out here. We um, love doing it. We love doing this. Angelica Campbell. Moved Met Simone on the internet, I believe. Yep. Nope. Met him at a concert in Chicago. He was out there for go. a concert. Because he did. He, like, headlined for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Like, he yep. is During, locally when. Yeah, because this is 2016. He opened for Macklemore yes. and Ryan Lewis. Right? When Nils was here, Nils like recognized him knew who yes. he was from the community like stuff yep. like that so he is especially if you're in the rap community you know who rap simone is if you're from the mm -hmm. state that's just yeah. um and having properties and stuff in seattle and yeah he has properties he pretty... rents his cars out through, yep. through a, right some kind of car share service yeah something i remember his what tesla it was called. i know he shares yeah turo a car sharing platform Tur yeah Toro. he opened for macklemore and ryan lewis on their 2016 tour and his videos have each viewed on youtube hundreds of thousands of times um okay so, Angelica Campbell met Rasmone in Chicago for a concert. They continued to speak on the internet, and she moved out here because Rasmone said, you know, like, I can help take care of you. I can do all this stuff. It ends up, according to Angelica Campbell, that he, you know, starts charging her for rent in one of these properties, which is neither, I mean, it's a property, I don't know, that's neither here nor there, I have no idea. Uh, but then, you know, when she's having trouble finding a job, she's having trouble making money, he starts telling her, well, you can strip, you can't, you can go into prostitution. Um, according to Angelica Campbell, Rasamone says he never told her to go into prostitution. There are text messages that KUOW has seen and verified of him telling her, like, a particular hotel that she can go to, but not necessarily telling her go and prostitute yourself and come back and give me the money. Again, yeah. I'm not he, he, saying to the hearing, I'm just trying to speak clearly about what happened. Um, and, and try and when asked during facts here, when asked in, in the interview, when asked about that particular situation, he says, I do not do that. He said, adamantly, I am very against that. Yes. When that was brought up with Angela Campbell, Angelica Campbell, K 
Campbell's account is supported by protection order petition, uh, mm-hmm. which, like we talked about earlier, is not necessarily evidence that that happened, but it's it's, it's you there. you have to go out of your way to go and do something like yes. that. So you like it either shows that something happened or I, it's a lot of work to go through for for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, you could do it for nothing. But man, you'd have to be really committed, and it, yeah. it, it, when you're when you're talking about some form of uh, of an abuse like that, I really don't think someone would do that unless they they it really happened. Right? And there doesn't I, I seem know. to but be evidence. Me. No, no, no. I I agree because yeah. there doesn't seem to be evidence of like mutual emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they had carried out a relationship together in which they both fucking Johnny Depp and whatever her name is, right? Yeah, Were they yeah. both, she like took a shit in his bed and like all this weird stuff. If there was a history or evidence of a mutually abusive relationship, I might think that, well, maybe it's a thing that she's trying to do to get back at him. But yeah. there doesn't seem to be any evidence of abuse from Angelica Campbell towards Raz Simone. No. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I tend to believe that that tends to be evidence mm-hmm. that something happened between Somewhere. the two of them that she obviously wasn't a fan of. Right, obviously yeah. negatively impacted her. Um, so Campbell's account is supported by protection order petition. Branch is supported by her mother's account, hospital records, and a statement from a roommate who said she witnessed the abuse. And that's what I was talking about. She, her roommate, says that she saw Rasamon throw her into the the nightstand. the nightstand and break the mirror, and was like, it, "It's it's a it's it's horrific." I, I hesitate to go too deep into any of these things too detailed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i don't want to upset anybody but yeah. it's also i don't want to lessen anything that happened because it's fucking horrible you know so certainly if you want to know all of the details you can go and read the story and you can know everything um yeah, a but, lot of them are pretty but pretty i dark. do want to be adamant that it is dark you know what i'm saying it these is. are not like light like oh he you know called me a bitch a bunch of times and i really didn't like it these are very dark physically abusive like i said cutting hair it's, with kitchen and, shears and mentally like, too like yeah some really yeah like the accusations of some of the things that that went down are, are, are rather dark and disturbing right so let's see but not unbelievable like it, it i feel like i've heard abuse cases in the past that have a similar kind of right. themes that run through there and it, it it's just sad that people can do this kind of stuff to each other at yeah. all um and let's see i'm just trying to find yes with quote yeah 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 Yeah, trigger warning. Got it, got it, got it, yeah. Okay, well, let's, yeah. yeah. All right, Just so then knowing let's... Knowing that the, so, um, the whole situation is is very dark. Yep, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read some of these paragraphs. I'm going to read a couple of these paragraphs, yeah. like Jordan said. It's We're going to detail a little bit of the abuse just so that everyone can understand exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Branch, now 29, said she was emotionally and physically abused by Simone for four years and coerced into giving Simone the money she earned from stripping. She traveled around the country to strip at clubs. She said Simone wouldn't let her return if she wasn't making good money, and she typically would in New York City. 
and this is a quote from her, waking up and seeing him on the news for something that I feel so strongly about when this person abused me, that was my push, Branch said. That was my push, Branch said. This summer of her decision to speak out, she was sitting at the hillside bar on Capitol Hill. It was very painful for me to see my abuser in a place of power. It's absolutely disgusting to me. One floor above the bar in a brick building on the east side of Olive Way, this is what you read earlier, was an apartment where Branch lived. It was there that Simone had thrown Branch into a nightstand hard enough to break the window above. She said, Branch tried to move on from their relationship, but seeing Rasmussen in the limelight brought it flooding black. He led marches. In June, he stood atop his Tesla, delivered a speech to the crowd as someone slowly drove the car through Seattle streets. Simone held the microphone and sang Bill Withers' 1972 soulful Lean on Me. He also courted controversy. He pulled guns from the trunk of his Tesla and offered them to fellow protesters for protection. Um, I'm going to speak against that because we saw the video. I don't know whether or not we played audio from it on here. We watched the video ourselves. He did not say these are to protect the people. It was like enforcement. It it wasn't, you know, go and fucking put down the law, but it was, that is the loosest of terms to say it's for protection because it was for defense of the chop, which was at that time an illegally established occupied protest in downtown Seattle. So, and he was giving away firearms to individuals who he had no idea if they were legally able to carry those firearms. It, and well, Max, I'm if just they were of, of age. Didn't ask them if they were 21 years old. No proof of protection or no, no proof no. of identification. Open just the trunk. Do you know how to use a gun? Yes. Handed to a kid who obviously didn't know how to use a gun because the people yeah. around him were then very uncomfortable by and what had happened. That particular situation we definitely did talk about. I yes. remember that. Yeah, we 100%. And that's I know we talked about. It. I don't remember if we played the audio or not. I don't because think we so. probably didn't play the audio, but we definitely talked about. It. I think it was when Alex was here. Yep. I'm going to link to these things when I post the episode on my day um now your work list is getting long buddy and we're not even an hour into it I'm, no I that's all right we're doing it <laughs> a lot of links this time Simone wants to stand up for what's right reads in yep. an effusive profile on Forbes magazine he's appalled by the brutal and militaristic tactic used by the police as they abuse tear gas flash bombs get sapo tactics rubber bullets and other measures with such impunity it was hard for Amanda Branch to stomach she said Rasamone had punched her and hit her she said with the back of his hand leaving imprints from his rings in the shape of tiny square diamonds he had grabbed her hair so often her scalp ached Simone denied hitting Branch and said that she wanted him to hit her she used to she used to be like hit me hit me and I wasn't about that Simone said he said the women who came forward have quote unquote mental health issues Simone forwarded text messages that Branch sent in 2016 and 2017 to show that Branch reached out after they grew up after they broke up Looking back, Branch said she was an easy target. When she met Simone, her father had died the month before and she was dancing in clubs. She was grieving and when Simone asked for money she had inherited from her father because that would prove her trust into him, she said she didn't know how to say no. I was embarrassed, she said recently. Branch said one beating got so bad... She wound up at Harborview Medical Center. She'd been in Las Vegas celebrating a friend's 21st birthday, and she said Simone wanted her to stay in Vegas to make money stripping. She decided to come home to Seattle anyway. She felt it would be rude not to use the ticket that her friend's family had bought for her. Brent said that when she got back, someone was furious and beat her up, resulting in two broken ribs and a collapsed lung. Hospital records show that Harborview doctors requested a trauma panel and prepped her for surgery, which she said she ultimately didn't need. In a separate incident, a roommate says she was president. A separate incident, a roommate says she was present. The roommate said in an emailed statement that she witnessed Simone abusing Branch four months later in May 2014. That statement was also sent to the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture, which awarded Simone a grant but had not yet been paid out. The roommate wrote that Simone became violent after Branch refused to give him her cell phone. A male friend had texted her. He began bashing her head against the wall with a tight grip on her hair while screaming, Who is this guy texting you? Branch's roommate wrote. She asked not to be named. Simone threw Branch into a nightstand, breaking it and shattering the window above it. The roommate wrote, Simone shoved... Simone, 
I keep fucking doing that. Simone shoved Branch's head out of the broken window and continued to scream, she said. The roommate tried to intervene, she wrote, but she... But Simone threw her against a dresser. Simone kicked Branch in the stomach, back, and face so hard that Branch was m momentarily knocked out, the roommate wrote. Crying hysterically at what I just witnessed, I screamed at him and begged him to please stop, which thankfully he did and left. So... There's there's that dark. Yes. There's that darkness. And further down, it starts to talk about what's called trauma bonding, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier. That kind of like Stockholm. About grooming, right? Almost, yeah, kind yeah. of like Stockholm Syndrome. And, and Raz Simone is adamant that it's not Stockholm, it's not fucking whatever, but there is mounds of psychological evidence God, that would indicate back. if she... if Amanda Branch did have an abusive relationship with Simone, with Rat Simone to these levels, that it could definitely lead to trauma bonding that would cause her to try and reach out later, especially if she's not fully over, which obviously she's not, she says, yeah. right? And that's why she had to come forward with these with this allegation here, right? Mm -hmm. She's obviously and I'm that's not like she's obviously not over it. I mean like you were physically and emotionally of abused by somebody severely. It. You're yeah. obviously not over it, right? Exactly. So it these things line up. You know, there are a lot of other allegations that uh, the Brett Kavanaugh thing, you know, that yeah. even at the time I was sold on it, but we still were like, but this doesn't make sense. This doesn't line up. This doesn't. So on its face, right, without having spoken to Raz Simone, without having spoken to Amanda Branch, there are not holes in this story like we have seen in the past to when, you know, nine months later we're like, oh, so this was a lie. Yeah. Right? There's Which, none of that. This there are not things here like we saw in these other stories, yeah. right? And so, again, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm not... And that might be because it's so fresh, but it also might be because it's very fucking true. Right. And so, again, I want to be adamant that we are not using that as evidence to say Rasmone definitely did this. We're using it as evidence to plug up any holes someone could try and poke in this because we don't mm -hmm. see them. They are, they are not here, right? Which lends itself to more investigation, to further discussion, to further interviews, to more discussion here, to more people knowing about it, to further exposure, all of these things. The very reality of the fact that we aren't able to sit on this podcast and deconstruct these allegations like we have so many others in the past lends itself to its credibility. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, really what we're getting at. And... It's not a Christine Blasey Ford situation. Right. It's really not. It doesn't seem to be. Especially because. From this article. Well, because everything we laid out, you know. Yeah. And then again, I mean, there's there's this activist here that we talked about um, that seems like the, she kind of weeded yeah. Rasamone out of the chast chop because she found out these allegations and other yeah. people found out about it. There was enough shady shit going on in the chast that they're like, we don't want you here and to be representing. And we Jamie remember Reason, that. We remember him right. get, being pushed out yes. of the chast chop for one reason or another. But we didn't which, know why. Yes. Because so much was internal. Exactly. You know? And it goes on to talk about this. There, is kind the of... chast chop was so not transparent. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it goes on to talk about Jan Grayson, the activist, says yeah, that when the, these Jane allegations, Grayson, Jane, Jane Grayson, Grayson, excuse me, that she says that this person is, because I don't know, said she was listening. Okay, so mm -hmm. it's a woman. Um, Jaden is just an ambiguous name. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. And, and we so, use she because that's what the article uses. Right. And so Jaden Grayson says that when these two women came forward, they're, she says they're white identifying women. This, this is the shit that pissed me off, right? I 
get if you live in the chess job this is how this is going to be but this is fucking disgusting and a horrible horrible part of this radical leftism that we're fucking seeing here right these women because they are not I'm going to put this in my own word. Because they aren't as black as Raz Simone, they couldn't come forward and allege these things against him because he's a black man who is trying to change things positively for the black community. So these women didn't even feel that they could come forward with their allegations because they're white identifying women. And that's what this activist says. She says that she had to advocate for them in Chaz Chop because they couldn't come forward because Raz Simone is a black male fucking disgusting that's the dangers of intersectionality what the fuck what the fuck because that that those are the type of things that can just go if if you buying into intersectionality right that hard to the point that you don't think you can bring allegations of abuse mental and sexual up you know to the to the front to the forefront because you're worried yes. of the backlash because he's out there doing more things that give him more intersectional olympic points than than the abuse that you have gone through there's a problem with your fucking ideology and i suggest you fucking let that marinate <laughs> i suggest you let that marinate oh my god sorry i had to it's so dark we got to try to bring some comedy to it well that's a letter kenny reference it is it's so, a letter let yeah. yeah i suggest you let that one marinate yeah but that's good. That I, was, I that, do was well suggest that was well placed. That was well placed. Let that marinate because yes. that's that is a serious fucking problem. If you need to find an activist to reach out for you on behalf of physical and mental sexual abuse, there's a serious fucking problem with your not ideology. even not even just that. If you have to find an advocate to reach out and advocate for, for you anything. because of your own ideology, please. No, 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 no. Because 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 of. As a result of your ideology, your fucking goddamn. What was I gonna say? We're putting way too much emphasis on this. We are. I'm just saying right now. It's not about that. It's about the accusations themselves. Word. Right. <laughs> we need. We're getting derailed here. My bad. I appreciate it. Um. But anyway, let it marinate. Let it marinate. <laughs> yes. So, I think that is about all there is. To us covering this particular article. It's a really tough situation, um, man. There are... We are not... There's not... Intentionally leaving anything out. Obviously, I read a, a fair portion of have this you, article. Let me ask you this question. Yes. Have you come across any other articles about this type of thing? About this particular case with Raz Simone and abuse in the Chaz shop? I have not done extensive research me, to... Okay. So, well, I've done some cursory research. You know, okay. I've dived head first. You know what I mean? Is but this the only one that you found? It's the only one I found. Yeah. That alone, I think, speaks volumes because we're talking about allegations here that have X amount of evidence behind them. Yes. Right. And, I mean, they're talking about some very tragic and dark things yes. that are not – it's very sad to say that these things are not necessarily something that is totally surprising to certain people because of – just because of the fact that this kind of shit happens a lot every single day in America especially within cities and shit like that. There's a, where wherever there's a lot of uh economic disparity, you know, especially within cities and even in rural communities and stuff. This kind of shit happens all the time. And I I hate the fact that this story is only covered in one article from the local NPR station. Yeah, because one two you know, yeah, go ahead. With with more platforms looking into this kind of thing, 
like you might be able to flush out some more details in this particular yeah. situation, but you'd also probably find a number of situations like this just within the Chaz Chop themselves that right. don't involve Rasmund, that involve other people. Well, especially because, because this kind of stuff is so rampant, and then it, it, it pops up, and then it just kind of fades away. Especially because Angelica Campbell came from Chicago. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She came yeah. all the way from Chicago. So if she moved here from Chicago, there's potential. You know, and he went on tour with fucking Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So there, there's potential for... There was a thing on here. I'm trying to remember what it was. But um, he's been... He dodged a court summons related to certain things that, that went down. Yes. And I'm trying to find... It was for... They're trying to serve him to take his firearms yes and they haven't been able to track him down yes where the fuck are you Raz simone they're sus enough of you that they're trying to take your firearms i mean you live in seattle so that's you live in seattle you could have spit in the wrong block but well i'm I'm not i'm just kidding i'm not given what he did on on video right given what we we all saw take place especially with the, the the fact that he was handing out firearms to people ARs. To go use. ARs, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't want to say that. That adds a whole other level of like, oh my God, assault rifles on the streets. I just mean but. it's not like he's handing out Glocks. Like he's like, here's this fucking. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I guess I believe it doesn't make much of a difference. So at the end of the day, he's doing that, right? Like that right there. Because they're scarier. Because they're scary. They are scarier. They're super scary. Scary. Um, you know, that right there is due to the laws that we have in this state. <laughs> does necessarily like that that is cause for red flag dude can't like as two way as i am as two way as you are you can't be doing that shit can't be doing that sorry buddy you might have lost your fucking privileges i there would get in minute. trouble if i let somebody borrow my gun and yeah the cops found out about it in, indeed indeed that's not to say that like you know i yeah. might not do that but like but I mean, like, even if like, I buy, let you borrow my Glock to take <laughs> hunting or something, you know what I'm saying? And you, for some reason, Work. you got you got pulled over or whatever, and the cop was like, I'm going to run all the serial numbers on all the guns that's yes. in this car. Because somebody be getting in trouble. Somebody be getting in trouble. Just because you had it. Two you know people be saying? getting in trouble. Exactly. That's how that works. The both and, of us. But, yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't need to go deep into my that My point is, is that it's a legitimate <laughs> crime at the point in time. That's, exactly. That's my point. And now he's dodging court summons, which is never a good situation. But then again, he seems to be kind of a dude that travels a lot and is not – he's not really sedentary. He doesn't hang out in one During spot very long. Chaz job. I think I talked about this at the time. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Supposedly, some people who work for Louder Crowder rented one of his – places that he puts up on airbnb like one of his condos you know, and stayed the there this whole while they were there covering the jazz job coming together it would not surprise and i don't know whether or not it really was his place you know what i'm saying but they said that it was so man that would be who knows crowder comes back february 1st yeah we'll see what happens yeah he's got some heart issues he's uh and knee issues just and, see yeah. his fucking <laughs> like three syringes of blood I really just wanted to see how he was going to take it, how he was going to take the loss, you know, once it was, like, stamped. I'm like, what do you Happen. What do you have to say? Not because I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for Steven Crowder, but because I'm like, what the fuck are you going to say? Like, you were yeah. so, so hard on, like, there's no way, like, this is unlegitimate, like, it's not going to whatever. Well, now that it's yeah. all said and done, where are we at with it? Like, what's going to, Yeah, I'm interested. And, 
yeah, and that's a whole other thing, man. Because, yeah, we could talk about that for a minute. Because there's, there's a lot of people out there that I feel like might need to. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that pushed for a lot of different things when it came to, like, election stuff that probably need to. I don't know. They need to check come correct. Yeah, they need to check where they were at and where yeah. they're at now and go, oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. None of this works like that. Yeah. My bad. I got a little a little upset there. People's you know, funny. Anyways, I got to fucking run again, dude. Get out of here. Too much. I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody uh, to go ahead and <laughs> like, like, subscribe, and share this video if you're watching it. And if you're listening to this, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. Five stars, obviously. If you're loving it, tell people what you like about it. The ratings and reviews really help people find us on the app stores um, and on the podcast apps. And obviously, the sharing and liking of the videos helps us. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, if you leave a rating and a review and you send us a screenshot of it, this says this in the description of all of our episodes. We don't talk about it nearly enough. If you send me a screenshot of your rating and your review, I will send you a t-shirt. I'm, I'll do it. It says that in the description of the episode. So I'll do it. Um, you can find this on our YouTube at Salt of the Streets, our Instagram at Salt of the Streets, our Facebook at Salt of the Streets, even though fuck Facebook. We have our personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Instagram. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and Alpaca underscore Donner on Instagram. Colin yeah, you, you, you try to things. be Salt of the Street on Instagram, but we That's covered that earlier. We're out here. <clears throat> So that was about the most uncomfortable I've been trying to cover a topic. I'm not going to lie. The balance between trying to be, trying to relay the information, but not be accusatory. Yeah. But also, it's a fine line to walk. And so, but also not like, I don't know. Yeah. Because you don't want to defend him too much because like, we don't know that he's innocent. You know no. what I'm saying? But we don't like, know that he's not you're innocent. You're innocent until you're proven guilty, but no. this makes me super fucking sus of you. Yep. And I want to be honest with that, but I also want to be objective in the fact that you are innocent until you're proven guilty. Yep. But what I've seen thus far. Because I'm not going to be a fucking hypocrite. Doesn't be, look very good. No. Exactly. It don't look good, but I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Just like, because when this was happening, when accusations were coming about steve Blasey ford got me once right you know what i'm saying she got me she got you and i was convinced and i was like fuck brett kavanaugh we can't do it were you Which, i wasn't i wasn't that bad but i was like yeah. i i was at the time i feel you like you were a little bit it. more on that side than i was probably. i definitely was because i didn't at the time i didn't understand i was like why would she come forward and say this if mm -hmm. it wasn't true like why would somebody go through all the effort and blah 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 and we and still don't know unfortunately we still don't know unfortunately some people will go through the effort to do that thing i don't think that's the case in this particular topic that yep. we just covered here and that's why i was drawing such contrast between yes. this yeah. and kavanaugh christina Bosley ford because at that time, I like I said, I was pretty fucking sold when I was like, we don't know enough to discount it, and we have to believe her, and if we don't know, then we don't know, we yeah. can't put them on there. And then, like, nine months later, her witnesses were like, no, I, that's not true. Yeah. So, and that's fuck me, right? But again, yeah, that doesn't, we have testimony here, we yeah. have, you know, for multiple people, we have court records, hospital records, we have things here. So, but this is what we got, and that's where we're going to leave it, because this is, this is basically... What we were asked to do was to bring it up. Sus but not guilty. To bring it out there, to flush it out. It's out in the public. Go check it out. K-U-O-W. Two women accused Seattle hip-hop artist <laughs> Rath Simone of abuse, <laughs> comma, coercion. So read the article for yourself. Find out what's going on. Just just let it permeate in your brain. And yeah. 
we'll see what happens. Yeah, let us know what you think. Reach out to us. Let us know. Let us know what you think of this article. Let us know if you think that we did a decent job covering. And we will throw are, that in the notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to the article. I in the will show link notes. to the article in the show notes. Give me one more there thing. There we go. We'll make it easy. What do you want to do <laughs> for next? them? We'll make it easy for them. Yeah, hard for you. yeah exactly. <laughs> what do you want to do next? State reopening. Or do you want to talk about the death penalty next? I want to get really angry. So let's talk about the state reopening. Okay. Let's do it. I want to get animated. I want to get on some rants. Okay. So I think I have we this. Got a, we got a, I got a printout. We got a, I got a chart. Cool. It's not really a chart, but we're going to be referring to some new things. Perfect. As far as uh, Washington State is concerned, I have this we, article here. We used to be on a kind of county by county basis for yes. who can reopen and what whatnot, but now the powers of be decided that that is not the case, and so we're going to be we're going to be talking about the regions here. These, yeah. are, these are the regions and the phase numbers. The districts. The districts. I'm yeah. Just kind of done with it. I'm kind of done with this shit. I'm kind of fucking done with this shit. <laughs> what did she say? I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer to go murk a bunch of people. Yeah. Okay. That's what tribute. So means. I have this article here. It is from January fifth, twenty twenty one. Jan fifth. Um, January. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was the early one, right? Yes. Inslee announced his plan to reopen Washington State restaurants, other businesses based on COVID-19 hospitalization rates in regions. Yeah, this is how I got to go back to the bar. <laughs> yes. yes. That was the thing. So, let's see here. Turns out all we had to do was open the fucking doors. Um, broke the state into eight regions that are largely tied together by healthcare systems. So, this topic was brought to us by Paul, my barber. Shout out, Paul. Shout out, yeah. Swell Blended on Instagram if you're Swell local. Swell Blended, bro. Hit him up, bro. Can you, can you do something with that? Go What's to up? Instagram, make an appointment. The link is on his Instagram. Is he in Silver Dial? He's on. No, no, he's like in Bremerton on Fairgrounds. That's a long. Oh, word. That's yeah. basically Silverdale. Exactly. Right by Handy Andy's? Word. In that same complex. Handy Andy's. I know exactly where that is. Pizza place. It's a good spot. Nail salon. Is the pizza place salon. money? It's Fairgrounds Pizza. It's delicious. Word. Yeah. Because I can go get a slice and a slice. You can get, they got a 24 cut pizza. It's an enormous square. The square box. one? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what we call that in the cooking world? A lazy man's pizza. There you go. Oh, you but don't it's have way to shape bigger. it. You just, you just throw the dough in it's a fucking enormous. sheet pan, spread it out, done. It's enormous. I love those things. We used to get those from the RIP Bella Luna in Squamish. Do you remember? You guys ever? You oh, know? no. I thought you were talking about the Mexican place. No, that Casa is Luna. Casa Luna, yeah. yeah. House of the Moon versus. Bella Luna. What's, it's moon. probably House of the Moon in Italian. I don't know. But, yeah, it used to be right down on the point in uh, Squamish. It was money. Yeah. So, Paul asked me about this last time that I got my haircut, and he, So, what exactly did he ask you about? He asked, like, what, what do you know happening? about the reopening? And then he said, yeah, because I heard that we're broken in, like, districts or something, and I don't mm -hmm. know how they were broken up. So, he was curious as to what the metrics were for reopening and also how these districts were decided. We have right? metrics. We I don't know so, how... I don't well, know if I can go it into... says here, right? The districts are connected mostly by healthcare systems, which would lead me to believe, right? My understanding of this is that, like, if people are in Kitsap County need to be transferred somewhere, or in Mason County need to be transferred somewhere, they're going to go to Kitsap County. The yeah, hospital because we have hospitals, and so that's so, yeah. that's what I'm understanding. So if you're fucked this. up all the way up at uh, in Clallam, up in Clallam County, a big hospital, you're getting airlifted to, to Silverdale exactly. probably now. Harrison, and then if you yeah. have to go somewhere from there, it's hard yeah. for you. And Harrison started transferring their people to the new Silverdale clinic or the hospital recently. Exactly. That's, that's so. The thing. So that's what 
that my understanding sense. of how this goes. Because when one you look of at the, the metrics, that does right, make sense because it's focused on hospitals. Exactly. So that is my understanding. The before moving I don't know into why phase I didn't two, think about that beforehand. It makes so much fucking yeah. sense now. Before moving into phase two, each region will need to meet four metrics, which include a ten percent decrease trend in decreasing trend in case rates during the previous two week period. Um, the roadmap to recovery right here. A 10% decreasing trend in case rates during the previous two-week period, which means that this two weeks needs to be 10% less cases than last two weeks yes. is what that means in layman terms. They write these things in the most fucked up ways. I hate it. Yeah. We have trend in case rate, a which is one category. A 10% decrease in COVID-19 hospital admission rates during the previous 14-day period, which Check. means that you obviously have less people hospitalized for COVID-19 over the last 14 days. And ICU occupancy rate less than 90%, Check. which obviously means you want... Which corresponds to the, the hospital admissions yes. rate yes. and then those people that become severe cases. Because people Check. are going to start in the ICU and then get admitted to the hospital and be in the proper hospital for a while. And the last one is a test positivity rate of less than 10%. So of all yep. of the tests that are being done in this district, you want to have less than 10% of them be positive. So essentially we have four dials, which The last time we had like really 10 or 12, yeah, right? It was a exactly. fuckload of dials. We had a ton of them. But now we have four categories. Hella dials. And you only need to meet three of four for two weeks to move into the next phase. As of right now, the district in yes. which we occupy. <laughs> you like that? I know. It's kind of... You should, and next week. And next week. <laughs> All of the regions will begin in phase one on Monday. And so yeah. that was like two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Yep. And now, of course, we've seen the most populous counties in... Was it populous regions? Yeah. Because Or districts, whatever you want to call them now. Because fuck counties. Two districts that are clear to move to phase two. And yeah. that was just announced earlier this week. So yeah. that's the Puget you, Sound. And the region. West. We're calling them districts. Yeah, They're districts. Fuck, fuck this. We're calling it them districts. It says by region on the paper. Fuck that. By region. But we're going to call districts. them districts. Let me see that piece of paper. Okay. So but you're going to take away my counties. You're going to write. <laughs> there we go. We need a Sharpie. Something big and fat that you I can. Got, <laughs> Boom. Cross, cross. We're making this district sun. Wouldn't it be funny if I spelled it wrong? <laughs> You'd still be one step ahead of the rest of the county, so or the state. So, so anyways, so yeah, this and this week, like last Wednesday, week, I think, yeah, Thursday. there was an, there were seven counties, two dis within two districts that got to move to phase two, and that included Snohomish, King. Pierce, Thurston, Lewis, Pacific, and Grays Harbor counties. Yes. This would be the West District and the Music Sound District. Um, currently, as of Friday, because I have a feeling that, you know, these people don't work weekends, just like we don't work weekends. The yeah. last update was on the 28th of January. Northwestern region is plus 20% in the trend in case rates, which is. No bueno. Not good. So we're thirty percent off of where we um, want to be. Our trend in hospitalizations is plus sixteen percent, which again, not so great. Our the one nice thing we have is the percentage of ICU capacity, which I also 71%, am, which at seventy one percent. We need to be below ninety, which I am also kind of wondering if that has to do with the new hospital opening up, because Harborview or not Harborview. Uh, Bremerton, Bremerton, Bremerton. Harrison. Harrison has been transporting some of their patients 
from right. Harrison to Seattle or Silverdale. So that might be part of that. And then our percent positivity rate, which I am assuming is positivity rate from tests being done during that two-week period, is at yeah. 9%, which is just below the 10% threshold. Just below. So right now we're two out of four. We need one more to go, but we are very far away from that. Yeah, we've also seen, um, you know, now there's like the UK variant that has started to show up yep. in the state. And we so that's three other variants, right? Three UK. Like there was a South African variant and then the Brazilian variant. Yeah. yeah. Um, another contrast. I wonder if to... I got regular COVID or if I got European COVID. That's, I would well, like to I know that. I asked you last night, right? Because I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't get strain, told. The UK strain is supposed to be like more uh it's easier to catch and it's more intense right and so i asked you last night like are you safe from the uk version yeah. because you had the other covid or could you potentially i just did that yep we got it so i'm not gonna worry about <laughs> it um the next contrast between this and the original shutdowns is there is no application process for the eight regions in the yeah. original shutdowns we had you had each county because it was county by county had to apply to move to the next phase and so Instead, the State Department of Health will be examining the data every Friday to determine if a region can move forward on the following Monday. So it looks they don't work on weekends. They do it on Friday. Friday. Decide what you can do on Monday. And walk out, baby. You lazy fuckers. Um, I thought there was a pandemic going on. Should you people be working yeah. 24 hours a day like the Fauci is? Once in phase you know Fauci's two, working 24-7. Seems to be on Skype an awful lot. Yeah, he does. Once in phase Highest two, paid public regions. employee in the United States. Did you know that? Yeah, he literally makes more money than the president. Like almost twice more as money. much. He is the highest paid public employee in the United States, Dr. Fauci. He, I don't know what the percentage is here, but he probably makes 40% more than the president does. He makes a lot. At least. <laughs> We're not going to be paying off his student loan debt. Um, Hard no. Once in phase two, the region can stay there as long as it meets at least three of the four metrics used to determine it moving from phase one. And let's see here. Indoor gatherings with people outside your household are prohibited unless participants have quarantined for at least a week and tested negative for the virus. Funerals and weddings are limited at 30 people and receptions following the ceremonies are not allowed. Long-term care facilities can accept visitors only outdoors with limited exceptions for end-of-life care and essential support personnel. The restrictions do not apply to daycare centers, schools, and construction and manufacturing businesses. Grocery and retail stores are capped at 25%. Personal services such as barbershops and salons are limited to 25% capacity. Real estate open houses are prohibited. Youth and adult sports are limited to outdoor. Only team practices and athletes must wear masks. College and professional sports are allowed to continue. Inslee previously cited the rigorous protocols they have put in place for allowing them to continue. And now Colin announced, we talked about it, I believe. Oh, I think we talked about it before the show, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the federal government has now announced a federal... Federal mask mandate um, at any what is it transportation hubs? It was while on conveyance and at transportation hubs, and I love this this term on conveyance, right? Yeah. Which essentially means you're that right. if you're in any form of transportation device other than your own personal vehicle, if you're on there with other folks that you don't know, the conveyance applies. I'm pretty sure that this is unconstitutional. Uh, I mean, like I'm not a constitutional. And I didn't know the CDC had the power to dictate law. Yeah. I did not know that the CDC could say, yep, this, if you are found in violation of this, where was the fucking term, the actual language they used during it? It said, 
instructing okay so this is operators of transportation hubs must use best efforts to ensure that any person entering or on the premises of the transportation hubs wears a mask best efforts include and here's just one point instructing persons that federal laws federal law requires wearing a mask in the transportation hub and failure to comply consists a constitutes a violation of federal law now um, there's I, I can't even begin to understand how this all works here. So this came out, there's no date on it, of course, but it came out very recently and it takes effect and it was one minute before midnight on February 1st, which is Monday. So I guess for all intents and purposes, that's Tuesday, February 2nd, but realistically it's midnight of February 1st. I mean, this is a federal mandate from the CDC, who now is apparently allowed to make law, which I, you know, I didn't know the CDC was a part of the legislature, which makes legislation, but uh, it came out. I just saw it this morning while Don was on the way over here. And now we actually have another extension of the federal mask mandate, which if if we all recall, I don't remember if we talked about it during the last show, possibly during the, the, the double header from last week. Um, but as Biden came into the White House, he one of the executive orders was that he would would require a mask mandate on any federal ground. So any kind of federal property, which is perfectly within his constitutional rights to do because the federal government owns that land. Right. So that's the thing. But now we have the CDC saying that any form of of conveyance or transportation hub must also meet these law these these you must be within this law which again I still don't understand how the CDC has the power to make law but I guess we'll just kind of go with it um, so this applies to any conveyance so I'm going to read to you their definition of conveyance quote conveyance shall have the same definition as under 42 CFR 70.1 meaning quote an aircraft, train, road vessel, vessel, dot, 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 or other means of transport, transport, including military, end quote, including, er, included in the definition of quote-unquote conveyance is the term quote-unquote carrier, which under 42 CFR 71.1 has the same definition as conveyance under the same so if you're quote. on a if you're on a boat or a ship you also have to wear a mask as long as you're conveying yeah if you're going somewhere if you're conveying if they are going to convey you somewhere yes ferries but i mean like it says military so i mean like i mean like boater military transport submarine or a carrier or like like if you're on these things then you Mm -hmm. have to be wearing a mask yeah which wouldn't i wonder if you were on a submarine you were wearing a mask anyway because you're on a submarine probably just because you're into wars well it's either that or they got to quarantine two weeks beforehand before everybody gets on the sub. Oh, definitely. And then they, they test everybody before they go under. And then within a couple of days, they know if everyone's clear or not. And then no masks. Although you could probably catch COVID underneath the water these days, depending on who you ask. Well, remember when this whole thing first popped off, there was that outbreak on the carrier. Yep. And it was like a whole big deal. And oh, it's a huge deal. Insurrection. No, no, I mean like uh, like internally on the boat, like insurrection, and you know you well, guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah, and like because we have the captain, yeah, the captain of the ship decided to pull the ship into port and take it out of duty, and then 
at the same time broadcast to the entire yes. world that they were taking a carrier out of commission. Yes. Which was a serious fucking problem. Fucking right. Okay. But I remember that. But anyways, I'm really confused here. So to get back to the, yes. the reopening, right? The roadmap to recovery. Why do we only have two phases? None of which go more than four, 25% four capacity. Four was too many. Like worship services. Phase one, indoor maximum 25% capacity. Phase two, indoor maximum capacity 25%. What? What's the fucking difference here? What is the difference? Here? The only difference, there's, I think a, there's they... not a whole lot of difference here other than like the amount of people that can be in certain outdoor gatherings. Groups of 15, like... limited two household per turn, social and at-home gathering size, indoor, phase one, prohibited. We're not allowed to hang out together. No. Um, but but that's okay because we're brothers, so we're part yeah. of the same household. Though this also says once in phase two, the region can stay there as long as it meets at least three of the four metrics used to yeah. determine moving from phase one. So Otherwise, you slide that, back. Well, and it also leads me to believe that once we have a majority of the state in phase two, then they would be like, here's phase three and four. I because love that you is... have that much optimism. <laughs> no, I don't mean... I mean, that's not optimism to no, me. I that's know. pessimism because that means that this isn't the end. Phase two is uh, not the end. This true. is just an, a continued step. Of we're like, well, so... Then you can have yeah. these privileges back. Maybe we're just not even worried back. about a phase three yet. They're so we're just not, not even going to get exactly. there. They're like, we're not even going to tell you what we're going to let you do when I we just, get to phase three. I just can't. Just don't even worry about it. I can't. I can't. Worry that. about what we're letting you do right now. <sighs> just wear two masks. Okay, Just couching. triple mask. Ninety percent effectiveness if you wear a triple mask. That's Only. Funny. All right. So I love this, right? Because there was that doctor that came out against Fauci's double mask comment that he made the yeah. other day. Which I will say this: he was just speaking kind of off the cuff, whatever. It was a thing. He was talking about filtration media, and if you wear more than one, obviously there's double filtration. Got it. But when you're talking about masks, masks, right? None of them are are sealed to your face. Right. There's air going to be escaping from there. So if you if you wear one mask, the the rate at which the air is filtered through the mask and out prevents a lot of that uh, your breath from escaping through the large gaping holes in your mask. Right. If you wear two masks, they're not designed to be blown through at the same level. So a certain pressure is going to push excess air out of the gaping fucking holes in the mask ah that is the deal right i understand you get it we got it we're all there basic physics cool having double filtration media when you're talking about in a in a lab setting right you're forcing x amount of air through those two pieces of filter media you will have cleaner air on the other side yeah but if the pressure to escape the test tube is less is you have less required pressure to escape the test tube than go through the filter meter. Guess where the fucking air is going to go yeah. out the goddamn side. I didn't think about it's, that. It's so neither did Fouch dog. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So you got you obviously deserve uh, four hundred thousand dollars a year plus. Hey, I'm about it. I just fucking for God's sakes, man! I cannot believe how much of our own common sense has been robbed from us and we've been we've just been hold the hand of big daddy government and not allowed to think for ourselves yeah i'm fucking done with it man i am done with it we can go through this thing 
if we're smart about it, where we don't need Big Daddy to tell us what to do, to pass laws, to keep us in line. If we all were just fucking smart about it, for God's sake. I got the Rona. Yeah. I understood what it's like. I ain't trying to give it to somebody. You know, the minute I thought I was exposed, I was here. I was stuck in my house for like a fucking month trying to figure this shit out. Okay? Got it. Figured it out. Done. I was responsible. Be responsible. And you don't have to... I would say in a good world, if we were all trying to be responsible and all trying to look out for each other and do the right thing, we wouldn't have big daddy government telling us we have to do X and have to do Y. Well, especially because the vast majority of, to my understanding, and I'm more than happy to receive any information that proves me wrong, Mm -hmm. my understanding is the vast majority of people getting sick is not like in restaurants or shit like that. It's Hard like no. It's people being at their house, people yep. being at other people's houses or like workplaces potentially. Like it's, but it's not a closed environment with very you know little I mean? airflow. Like, <laughs> people doing recreational shit doesn't seem to be what's getting everyone sick. No. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going this... over to somebody's house when you shouldn't, when you shouldn't have, or like going to mm-hmm. a big ass barbecue or something like that or something. You know what I'm saying? But it yeah. doesn't seem to be, that like, oh, we had a bunch of people in this restaurant and they all got fucking sick afterwards. No. So like, it's like the same thing with the schools, yep. you know? I saw this morning on CNN that... Ooh, schools, bro. That's a whole thing. They had a they had a doctor on there, some type of, you know, kids doctor. They're saying pediatrician. that... Pediatrician. Um, yeah, but some type of specialized... Yeah. I know what the word pediatrician is, motherfucker. <laughs> I, um, I, I had to try to pull yeah, that we have out a of the hat. <laughs> um, no, but he... Some type of specialized pediatrician. And there was a study done that school-age children are 10 times more likely to die from suicide right now than they are from COVID-19. <clears throat> and we're still in the open of the schools. Well, yeah. You know? Duh. We haven't had one outbreak, or I don't even think a case, of a teacher getting it from a student and then getting seriously sick. And, you know, we're pushing kids to try and get back into school, but the teachers are the ones that are I'm like, no, we're not right doing now. it. Yeah. Like, we're not going to do it, you know? And it's... I've seen... I told John, I don't understand how you can argue that you're doing it for the children when children are dying at their own hand at ten times the rate that they were last yeah, year. Well. And you're still bitching about something that doesn't exist. And I don't mean I don't mean coronavirus. I mean the the high potential that you're going to get sick and die because when these kids is walking around with the coronavirus like that's we haven't seen an uh, enough evidence for that to, for it to be a huge concern for me so i don't understand yeah. why this is happening you know because from people who claim to be there for the children mm, yeah public sector unions bro that's i don't, I don't want to get too deep into the accusatory but like looking at the a couple of the largest Spending you know, millions of dollars in teachers' unions, to schools, and the kids aren't even in the fuck schools. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's shit like that. Like that doesn't make any sense. Interesting. How does that fucking work? You should try the seltzer real quick. Um. Yeah, I've seen school buses lately. You seen school buses? I've seen limited. school buses. Yes. Yes. Here. This is the original seltzer flavor. That's bro, pretty okay? good. This is polar. When I was in the Northeast, Super this was lemony. the. This is. The brand, bro. Yeah. And it's it's fucking great. Compared to Bubbly, compared to, what do we call it? Le Creux Le Creux. out here. Here they we have. Fuck a duck. In our state, duck. we have like, what is it? Kindergarten, first and second. Going back. That are, that are in school right now, I think. So at least um, they're talking about like the so, younger age kids but, not being transmission vectors, right? But what I'm saying is that at what point, at what age 
do you suddenly in elementary school do you suddenly become way more infectious than you were the year before we don't know because, because no not, one's gone to school my understanding hasn't even been it's been like high school kids like once you get to high school then you have to start worrying about like getting super sick and yeah. carrying and shit like that but children but you I better believe every, where this is coming from. Well, every single case of a child that gets sick, there has been one recently. There was like a 14-year-old girl, um, you know, cute little kid that got corona and she was in she's been in the hospital like on on a breather and she she got a real real bad. No no known, you know, comorbidities or anything like that right now, but she got one of the the variant strains and got laid up in the hospital. Um you know, and then that single story is blasted out on high for everyone. They to all going die. Everybody gets scared. We're at, the, but at the same time, you have a problem with a lack of data because the kids aren't going to school, right? Right? Kids aren't going to school, so we don't even mass. know. So we don't even know if they're going to get it at school, yeah. Right? We we know that due to the statistics, they're not getting it at home, which is one right. thing. I mean, that is probably a good base metric to go off of and nothing in that data as we have now says you cannot go back to school yeah but i don't i don't know man there there's too many there's too many factors at play here that have weight that are outside of the actual but it's definitely pandemic conversation it's definitely not political definitely not political at all this is the same fucking problem we have with all public sector unions and all specifically in the teachers unions it's, which is a problem because there's a lot of good teachers out there, right? There's a lot of good people yeah. that want to do the right thing and do all that. But there's – particularly at the end of the the spectrum that, that the individuals that run the unions, that make the calls. Because if, if you think a union these days is, is a purely democratic form of making sure the workers get what they need right. and everybody gets a say, and that is total and utter bullshit. You're, you're joking yourself. You're kidding yourself. It, that's as crazy as saying every politician in D.C. has your best interest in mind. I think that unions are the largest political contributors in, in the country, right? Hard yes. So Hard yes. That's pretty interesting. I think in regards to the reopening, yes. we were talking about only two phases. Yep. Um, I've read a lot. You know, James Lee's talking a lot about shots, the amount of vaccines. So many vaccines. So I think, and this is total speculation, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to tie vaccine percentages into phase three. I don't like know what would make you think that. <laughs> well, and Other than their track record. Well, I just have down here, like, that they're doing 24,000 a day now. They're saying they want 45,000 yeah. a day. Yeah. They're getting more shots now from the Fed. The federal government just purchased, like, 200 million more doses from Moderna and Pfizer. I think we just found out that Johnson & Johnson is only, like, 66% effective or something like that. Yeah. And so then Possibly there... may not be effective to any of the, the other new strains. Exactly. And, okay, to that point, right, the, yes. the, the new strains of coronavirus that they're, that are coming out, right? Wuhan! When, when, you, when you hear the media report that, it may not be effective here. It may not be effective there. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah. Understand that. No that doesn't knows. mean it's not effective. It we means don't we don't know. There is so much of we don't know that nobody's willing to fucking say on air because otherwise they won't get as many clicks. We'll tell you guys we don't know. For fuck's sakes. We don't know shit. The only thing I know is what I went through. And yeah. it seems to be a relatively decent ride compared to some people that I know that got it too. In mine, I, I mean, it was not enjoyable. I, no. I did not have a real good no, time you had with it. Bad. It was not great. But I'm not dead. But and I, I know a dude the other day 
24 years old, got the Rona, no known comorbidities, dead within a week. Just For real? For real. Hawk. For real. Still fucking happens. That doesn't indicate... If... It just... The shit is dangerous for realsies. Yes. It's fucking dangerous because we don't know... We don't know almost anything about it. That's the most dangerous aspect of it. But it doesn't mean everybody's going to die. No. The fact that... The numbers are still the numbers. Yeah. 98... 99.8... Whatever the fuck it is, you know... More lethal than the flu, but not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Right? Yes. By the numbers. Yeah. But we don't know what exactly, like, makes somebody more, you know, we don't know if if you get the Rona, we don't know if you're going to die or not. Right. Right? We don't know because there's too many factors at play here. You could here. even be asymptomatic. You can have it and literally not have any symptoms at all yep. and recover and you not could, even fucking You go. could walk into the hospital and have, you know, the symptom is your oxygen levels are like 91%. 89%, which means you're like, you're fucking dying, but you feel just fine. Yeah. That's, that's a thing that's, that's happening. But why? We don't know. We, we know that there are some factors like obesity that's tied to it. Di- diabetes is tied to it. Like various comorbidities. Yes. We have decided Heart that we disease. can make correlations that make sense, but we still don't know all of them. There's still cases out there that boggle the fucking mind. Homeboy was healthy. He was young. He was healthy. And now he's fucking dead. And we don't know why. But at the same time, I don't know how to put this without being like That's horrible. morbid about it. But at the same time, we can't just we can't just put our head in the sand. Can't just, board up our windows. No, we can't. We need. <coughs> we have to be. What was the old uh, "stay calm and carry on" in World War II over in the UK? You still got to do, we still got to go. We still got to keep moving forward. We got to be smart about it. Fucking federal mass mandates on transportation hubs and conveyance systems. Yeah. It's not going to be the way to solve this problem. Right. The way to solve this problem is to understand that it's not a left versus right issue anymore. It never was supposed to be. It took about 30 seconds for it to be. It, it literally took, what, <coughs> a day, 12 hours? Before it finally became political. I remember when it first came out, we talked about it a little bit. But yeah. none of that fucking matters. None of that fucking matters. That What matters is being smart. We all know how to social distance, to stay away from each other, to, to not shake hands and fucking spit all over each other when we talk. And we all know how to be smart. You're hanging out at a fucking, you know, your friend's house. Open the fucking windows. You know, be just try to be smart about it and, and move forward with your life. That would make sense. I don't. I don't know what to do about this anymore. I don't. I don't know. We're we're at at this point. We don't even have a road to recovery. Our road to recovery ends at twenty five percent. At twenty five percent, there's no fucking road to recovery here, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So it doesn't I, look very good. I want to give Paul some. You know, Paul's obviously cutting people's hair, so that's good. I'm glad he's doing that because somebody's got to. Brother, I need a haircut real bad. Yeah, but, but it doesn't look like it right now. But, but for fuck's sakes, man, we can't just... We're going to have to find a way to get on, to, to move on, to keep moving on, to yeah. keep moving forward while taking care of each other. We can do that, and we don't need daddy government to tell us how to fucking do it. We're smarter than that. More government is not the answer in this case. So hopefully here, most very soon, the Northwest can reach phase two, which... The Northwest District. Yeah, the Northwest District. 
we can reach phase two where we can have an indoor maximum capacity of 25% at worship services. <laughs> I don't that's know what it, that's right? from, but I like it. Is this, uh, is that the Hunger Games? Hunger Games. I fucking, I really like those movies. Good, I heard the books were super great. Never got into the books, but like Never the movies the were, were solid. Way better than that other series. Uh, Twilight? Nope. Divergent. Divergent. Which was, uh, it was pretty all right. Divergent was pretty okay. I bet you that'd be a way better book series. The movie but. was okay. Did you ever see Maze Runner? Yes. Heard movies, I heard the Maze Runner I think we saw the first two, right? The first one was pretty good. The second one was not very mm-hmm. good. And we never saw the third one because the second one wasn't very good. So. So there's that. So there's that. So anyways. Yeah, that's, um, that's where yeah. we're at, though. So, Paul, I think at. that's what we have for you as far as opening. If there's anything that we didn't cover, um, let us know. Any more questions yeah, you have, we're more than so, happy to. We will obviously cover this as it comes on. Yeah. As a Phase 3 is announced, if it's announced, we'll let you know. Um, but as of now... That's the thing that really bothers me, man. From the get-go, we had a, a start and an end point where hardcore pandemic-style restrictions to, like, normal life again. We're not even looking at normal life again? Yeah. That's... Just what phase two. What the fuck are you doing here? Just forget about normal This is the new normal, remember? The new normal. Phase two is the new normal. <sighs> okay, so we covered the phases. We covered the districts. We covered where we're at, where we're going. The shots. The shots, the vaccines, the masking. I think that pretty much covers where we're at on, on the Rona. I think so. You know. So, like I said, Paul, if there's anything that we didn't cover, let yeah, us know. Um, but on that... I think we're going to move to the death penalty. So, yay! Another, yeah. another one that's just yeah. super uplifting. Um, before we move on to that, I just want to remind everybody um, to obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe, share, comment, everything on this video. It helps people find it. If you're listening to this, go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. And like I said earlier, if you send me a screenshot of your rating and review, I will absolutely send you a t shirt. Hot 100%. dog. That says sounds it, like a deal. It says it in the description of our episode. We it does. Never talk about it. So, um, yeah, so I will do that. Rating and review helps people find us. We obviously have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. I'm also at Salt of the Street on, what was it called? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Um, he is a big bird off you on all of those things. Salt of the Streets on Instagram, Salt of the Streets on YouTube, Salt of the Streets on Facebook, Facebook, or Salt of the Streets.com. That's all of it. Yeah, on the internet. Fuck Facebook. On yeah, that's it. I'm so, curious to find out how this clubhouse thing works, right? Me too. Because it's an invite-only situation. Yeah. Which tells me you're probably not served up a bunch of ads, right? Because they don't want everybody and their mother to come. Larry, when you get to this point in the podcast, hit us up. Because last week he totally hit me up on Sunday and was like, "Oh, hey, you asked me in the pre-show." If you, I did regular people's taxes, so I'm hitting you up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do everybody's taxes, yeah. baby. So, um, Larry, when you get to this point, start a group chat in Signal between Colin and I. You're on Signal, and Larry? You're he's not on even... Signal. Oh. Yeah, him and I chat on Signal now. Yeah, so start Almost a group a chat Almost. on Signal and tell Colin and I, what the fuck were we just talking about? What am I asking him about? What are you asking about? Yeah. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Got so wrapped up on signal. Start exactly. a group chat with Colin and I, and let's talk about teaching us how to use Clubhouse. Put us out there. You put us on, now put us out there. That's right. Okay. So, there was death penalty. one oh, yes. particular case murder. in the capital murder 
topic that Morgan was asking about. Was that the Brandon? Um, it, what was his name? Brandon Bernard. Yes. Okay, I yes. thought so. Okay, so I looked up a bunch of different other recent cases, and fuck that got dark. Yes. Yeah, so let's just say these people were murdered by the state for reasons. Whether or not we have some ethical conversations about whether the cap, you know, the state should be able to perform murder, we're going to get into. But so our friend Morgan, the Ginger Ninja, hit us up the day after dark stuff. Brandon Bernard was sent, was put to death, and she asked us um, about the history of the death penalty a little bit. So let me pull up a website on my phone that we can run through a little bit. Oh, dumb. Um, and then specifically. Any impact or influence or whatever that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had on the death penalty. And I believe she said something to the effect of because if people, you know, they need to be held accountable for what they they've do. done. Like that's something to that effect. So, also, Morgan, this one is for you. And it also goes in line with, well, we'll get into it later. I don't want to yes. and get so far away. That is why we are here. So we're going to talk a little bit about the death penalty obviously the death penalty is like one of the oldest capital punishments since mesopotamia. in existence i mean yes it's it, since mesopotamia since... the code of hammurabi yes. eye for an eye i mean that's it, yep. it is older than society itself probably i imagine yeah. when we were cavemen we were killing people for doing shit yeah fucking each other's wives or something i don't know i don't that didn't really happen back then so i don't i'm sure there's one reason or another somebody was killed by another caveman you took my meat and everybody else was like sounds about right don't so, take my don't take my meat Yes. I need that meat. Um, so let's Give me that meat. see uh, uh, here. Uh, uh. <laughs> what are you talking? We're grunting because we're cavemen and we want meat. Oh, because we're cavemen. Yes. Okay. So let me go <laughs> to the bottom. See. I something interesting that I didn't know is the the federal lo, the location at which all federal death penalty cases are carried out was in one state in one city at one place. Really? That that Terre Haute Terre Haute Terre, I've never figured out how to do that. In Indiana? In Indiana. That place is where all the... Where everybody dies? That's where all the... Like those federal cases. Yeah. They all go there. Interesting. Do you know why? I don't. I I was not able to find that. It's probably just one of the last ones around, but... Yeah. All the states... Not all the states, but various states have different methods that um, they would technically employ uh, for the death penalty, depending on what state you're in. Yeah. Like Washington State, I know, re-legalized hanging death by hanging in the recent future or in the recent past but There's... then again but we d- also don't do the death penalty we also have for some reason an inordinate amount of fucking serial killers here so that is the thing. i don't know what the deal is with that but I don't Green there seems to be a lot of people who like to kill other people sometimes eat them that's fucking weird maybe so... that's why the wives want to leave I've never really put that together. Maybe there's something about this is state the that murder? turns people into serial killers. Is it the murder? Murder. Yeah. Well, to be fair. To be fair. That's all I got. Um, to be fair. Okay. <laughs> Death penalty in America. I'm just going to read a little paragraph for you real quick. Do it um, Britain influenced America. This is from deathpenaltyinfo.org. Um, so this is uh, a good resource for all kinds of information they had on here. Um, Whatever you do, don't look up the podcast about death penalty. Don't do that. I went through like four of them. They're all really dry. <laughs> really dry. Britain influenced America's use of the death penalty more than any other country, obviously. Mm-hmm. When European settlers came to the New World, they brought the practice of capital punishment. The first recorded execution in the new colonies was that of Captain George Kendall in Jamestown Colony of Virginia in 1608. 
Kendall was executed for being a spy for Spain. In 1612, Virginia Governor Sir Thomas Dale enacted the Divine Moral and Martial Laws, which provided the death penalty for even minor offenses, such as stealing grapes, killing chickens, and trading with Indians. Laws regarding the death penalty varied from colony to colony. The Massachusetts Bay Colony held its first execution in 1630. Even though the capital laws of New England did not go into effect until years later, the new colony, the New York Colony, instituted the Duke's Laws of 1665. Under these laws, offenses such as striking one's mother or father or denying the true God were punishable by death. Yeah, don't don't deny the one true God. Yeah. Um, let's see. We've come a long way. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Um, so everything was pretty cool with the death penalty, you know, as far as it is. There was pretty much just the way that everything went. Um, it also used to be one of the only forms of like public entertainment people used to show out yes. show up hardcore for executions for state sponsored executions to watch a hanging yeah to watch a beheading the entire town would show up they would bring their fucking kids yeah because that was it was entertaining this is this is the reason hard times breed hard men hard men breed good times good times breed Soft men? Soft men. Soft men bring it hard times. There you go. There you go. We're at the hard time. We're at the soft men portion. Um, <clears throat> As I brush my beard with a Like many cup. soft things in America, <laughs> uh, the, abolitionist, the abolitionist movement in regards to the death penalty started with Quakers, obviously. Um, <laughs> and that was in the mid to late 16, 1760s. Yep. That, that started to happen in the later 1700s when more and more people started to write out against it. It was in 1794. Pennsylvania repealed the death penalty for all offenses except first-degree murder um, in the 19th century. And so for those of you who are not in history, that means the 1800s, right? There's a surprising amount of adults that still are not able to differ yeah. differentiate between these things. So Century one started with year zero. We love all of you, so I'm not going to shit on you, but... Read a fucking book. Just think about it and um, figure it out. Yes. In the early to mid-19th century, the abolition movement gained momentum in the Northeast. In the early part of the century, many states reduced the number of their capital crimes and built state penitentiaries in 1834. Pennsylvania became the first state to move executions away from the public eye and carrying them out in correctional facilities. Right? So it was up until 1834. I mean, that's just in Pennsylvania that you could go and watch people be hanged, all kinds of shit, right? Um, it wasn't until... I'm kind of surprised they're not throwing that shit up on YouTube. You know, I think I mean, if they were like doing more of them, you know, they'd serve ads in the federal. They government probably would, would do a, it. It'd be yeah. another way of taxation. Um, in 1838, in an effort to make the death penalty more palatable to the public, some states began passing laws against mandatory death sentencing, instead enacting discretionary death penalties. The 1838 enactment of discretionary death penalty statutes in Tennessee and later in Alabama were seen as a great reform. Um, so let's see, with the exception of a smaller number of rarely committed crimes in few jurisdictions, all mandatory capital punishment laws had been abolished by 1963. During the Civil War, opposition to the death penalty waned as more attention was given to the anti-slavery movement. The electric chair was introduced by the end of the century. New York built the first electric chair in 1888 and in 1890 executed William Kemmler. Soon other states adopted this execution method. Um, Back, you used to have to put the wet sponge on your head to make sure you got connectivity. Yes, yes. Um, it was actually the first half of the 20th century that marked the beginning of the quote-unquote progressive period of reform in the United States from 1907 to 1917. Six states completely outlawed the death penalty and three limited it to rarely committed crimes of treason and first-degree murder of law enforcement official. And that's that's something that begins to reign as like a very consistent yeah. thing. It's unless you kill a cop 
or somebody like a like a state official yeah. or you're committing treason we're not going to kill you treason crime. treason hangs in there for a long time that's yeah, like does. if you're treasonous we're fucking killing you regardless of what year it yes. is we're going in which should so, also be a reminder of how rarely people should use that word yeah in accusatory you know in an accusatory fashion yes getting thrown around a lot recently um after World War One, yeah. five of the six abolitionist states, Jesus Christ, uh, reinstated their death penalty because of concerns around the Russian Revolution and uprising around that type of stuff. In 1924, this was the most American thing I read the whole time that I was doing this. So savagely American, right? In 1924, the use of cyanide gas was introduced as Nevada sought more humane way of executing people. G. John was the first person executed by lethal gas. So this is this is the American part, right? The state tried to pump cyanide gas into John's cell while he slept, but this proved impossible and the gas chamber and the gas chamber was constructed. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a good idea how gases worked back then. Didn't know how it worked? Holes in the bar, so we're just gonna pump the gas in there. And then I'm sure die. there's five dudes standing around there like he's fucking still breathing. Like what is going on? I don't understand. So they're like, fuck it. You know, he's it didn't work. So they just were like, we'll just get build a box to put it in. Yes. How fucking hilarious. Like it's it's not because they're killing somebody, but it is When did that, germ theory come out? How stupid. How stupid we were for so long. Still, right? We're still super dumb. But just absolutely hilarious that even in nineteen twenty four people are just dumber than shit. Like we'll just pump all the gas into a cell. You know, we're just yeah. It's awesome. It's really awesome. So yeah, I'm, um, because oh it was even yeah, it was before that. Before we learned about like the idea of germ theory and stuff like that. Yes. So still. So from the 1920s, we were just ignorant about physics. <laughs> from the 1920s to the 40s, there was a resurgence of the death penalty. There was a lot of writings from criminologists mm-hmm. that argued the death penalty was a necessary social measure. So they're were also really super into eugenics at the same time. <laughs> yes. Remember that. And that was the idea, obviously, or. Of you know deterrence, like we're gonna kill people, it's gonna deter them from doing crime, it's gonna work, right? Yeah. Don't and, steal this, otherwise we'll murder you. In the 1950s, people started to really not like the death penalty. There starts obviously to be a greater understanding mm. of psychology. More people writing, they're like, well, maybe this isn't the right way to do it. If you beat the shit out of a dog for ten years, it's probably not gonna be nice. Eventually, it's gonna try and murder you. Like there are all these things here that don't necessarily work in favor yeah, that, of the, the death of the penalty. <laughs> um, for fuck's sakes, yeah. Um, Jeez. in 1966, support for capital punishment reached an all-time low. A Gallup poll showed support for the death penalty at only 42%. Boo, death penalty, boo. Yeah, and so it's at that point where there starts to be big constitutional questions of, like, is this even okay? Can we even do this constitutionally? The 1960s brought challenges to the fundamental legality of the death penalty. The Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment... Um, of cruel and unusual punishment, right? And so for, there was a while in 1958, the Supreme Court decided in Trope versus Duels that the English, that the Eighth Amendment contained an evolving standard of decency that marked the pro- the progress of a maturing society. And so that's when they were talking about there was like a standard of decency. The death penalty um, was cruel and unusual because the weight on death row in and of itself was punishment enough. Um, and let's see. And then it was in it was in the late 1960s the Supreme Court began fine-tuning the way the death penalty was administered. The court heard in 1968 two cases dealing with discretion given to the prosecutor. The first case was U.S. versus Jackson. 
Jackson, where the Supreme Court heard arguments regarding a provision of the federal kidnapping statute requiring that the death penalty be imposed only upon recommendation of the jury. The court held that this practice was unconstitutional because it encouraged defendants to waive their right to a jury trial to ensure they would not receive the death sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is a lot of like legal. Yeah, you start getting into the loopholes. Exactly. At that point. Um, and so let's see. In '71, they start talking about the role of jurors in capital cases. I'm trying to find the one when they talk about cruel and unusual punishment. And that is Furman versus Georgia, I believe, argued the capital case resulted in arbitrary and capricious sentencing. Furman, however, was challenging brought by the Eighth Amendment, which, Jesus Christ. Yeah, with the Furman decision, the Supreme Court set the standard that a punishment would be cruel and unusual if it was too severe for the crime or if it was arbitrary. Um, and so that's how they start to argue that it's cruel and unusual punishment because they have to wait on death row this whole time. Yeah. A lot of times, decades. Yes. Decades. Yes, because, yes, because then there starts to be like mandatory appeals for death sentences. And so that's why it goes on for years yeah. and years and years and redoing of trials and, you know, new juries. And, um, it's because what we're yes. talking about here is fundamentally the state being able to take away an individual's most sacred right. And that's the right to live right. <clears throat> Based off of accusations, whether, you know, to varying degrees of provability, yeah. depending on what's going on. Um, you know, as science goes forward, new technologies are discovered. I mean, there's people that get released from jail now after serving 30-plus years because some new DNA evidence comes out or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people fucking died by the hands of the state because we didn't know what we were actually looking at? You know, there's so much room for error when it comes to the death penalty. Put it this way. Put it this way. Let's put it this way. We've had this conversation before. Your iPhone. Yes. Your iPhone. You want the government to build your iPhone for you? Hard no. Why? Because they'd suck at it. They'd build some giant-ass brick that wouldn't work half the time. Yeah. We really... Do we really want to trust the state to make the call whether someone gets to live or fucking die? Probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't trust them to make my iPhone. Why am I going to put my life in their hands? I don't... I don't the, it's not something that I've been able to talk myself into being comfortable with, with the state deciding whether or not no. you should live or die. No. I, I've talked about this a bunch, especially in the last couple of weeks, that I'm really uncomfortable I'm with it. Equally uncomfortable with using taxpayer money to allow someone to just live the rest of their life in a facility because we don't like what they did. Like I don't I don't like the idea of taxpayer money going to that, you know? Like just sucks. sustaining this person's mm-hmm. life for however long they're going to live. And so it is darker than fuck, right? So you've got to give me, everybody has to give me a little bit of leeway here. We're just talking openly, yep. right? We're I, engaged in the battleground of ideas. If somebody who was known to be, whatever, somebody who would have been put to death, right? But the, the death penalty doesn't exist because we decided the state shouldn't be killing people, right? Yeah. Somebody who would have been put to death is killed in prison by other prisoners, I don't necessarily feel like those people should be punished to a great degree. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? All right. What if I phrased it this way? What would you say about this? And I I do because they took somebody's life, right. but also 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm, I understand oh, shit, it's I morbid concept. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, no, no. no. But... I, I lost it before you started talking to me, so keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm uncomfortable with that, and I don't blame other people for not wanting that person to exist, especially in their same place or their whatever. Yeah. I, so I. Do I feel like there are people out there that perform acts that at the end of the day, I would say probably makes it so they deserve to die yes i think there are things that you can do as a human being where i will personally tell you i think you don't deserve to live anymore do i think putting that into action gets infinitesimally more complicated yes i don't know what you do about that i like the idea of banishment i like the idea of going out there Emirates style, building an island and just banishing people to it and say, good luck. I'm done with you. We're done with you as a society. We banish you out of here. You have done something so heinous to our society. You do not belong anymore. Goodbye. Which is just like an off-land prison. It's just an off-land piece of dirt where they can go fucking figure it out. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. Figure it out. But I just, I got a real problem with some... Look at okay. Look at the arguments against uh, for racial justice in the in the justice system, right? Lot a lot of real good shit to be had in there, right? Some real tangible evidentiary pieces of you know of, of situations that have been terrible transgressions on justice. What's to say that in twenty thirty years we're not going to look back and be saying the same exact fucking thing about stuff that's going on right now? Yeah. But we're killing people anyways. We're going to continue to end people's lives because of where we think. How do I want to put that? Where we, as on a society and on a legal basis and all that, because you know laws are a reflection of our societal rules and all that, we've decided they don't deserve to have the... They don't have the right to exist anymore. Right. Like, I, I don't know... I don't know that just due to the factor that we are human, right, we make mistakes. We are flawed beings. I don't know if I trust us to make the call that someone should live or die or not. I I think that we have, and I think the problem here lies in the fact that we know there are certain certain societal transgressions that you can do that that make it so that you do not get to be in our society anymore. Like a life sentence, right? Right. Well, you've done something. You don't, you don't get to be a part of this anymore, right? You get to go be locked in a cage. I just, I, and I can understand that, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the idea that we are so, we are so sold on our ability to decide whether or not you get to live or not. That, like, we're not going to make mistakes along the way. And if there is one innocent life that gets taken it, under the auspices of justice yeah, that is flawed in any way, that is a mortal sin against the society. That we, we should not allow <clears throat> that, that, that possibility to exist. Yeah. One, taking one life away from an innocent life, the possibility, right, right. a 1% chance. 
that right because that one percent chance could fucking be you well especially because that would be a thing that like i feel that we would classify under like you know there are things that you like forfeit your right to life you know taking innocent life it starts to fall into that category so if you or i as actors of the state have then taken Mm -hmm. an innocent life have we then begun to forfeit our right to life because we've taken innocent life even if it was with all of the best intent in the world oops you know Right. There's no room for oops, man. Right. There's just none. So... Put your shoes... Put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's about to be murdered for something they didn't do. And so that's the death penalty in general. In general, And so now we can talk a little bit about... Cases. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I found this really great article from Mother Jones, right? Yes. What is this that you have here? Are you trying to... Oh, I just... Are you showing me something? I love oh, this, that's right? oh, that's the so facility. This is, this okay, this is the facility, right? And I was like, okay, Google Maps. Oh, they got a little. Okay, so you can drop the little man on the Google. See, see a street view. Where does it end? It ends at the gates to the facility, which are surrounded by open, like flat open oh, pasture. Yeah. What's the fucking point of that? And then there's two guard shacks with the gate across the road. Because you couldn't just drive around it. Especially because it's really fucking flat. Yeah. You could totally drive around that. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Why Especially do we have a gate a truck here? like that one. What is going on? That's dumb. I don't understand this. That's dumb. So uh, I found this really great article from Mother Jones. Yes. Right? Um, so we're going to start with Joe Biden, right? And this article is entitled, Biden once championed the death penalty. Now he wants to stop Trump's, Trump's execution spree. And it was written... November 19th, 2020. There it is. Um, So this was just shortly, like right after the election, right? Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Um, It's amazing how none of these articles came out before. So Joe Biden has obviously spoken extensively about... You know, I wrote the damn bill, the 1994 crime bill, and what yep. you know, what a huge pivotal hand he played in it, and all this stuff. Which right, is a line he stole from Bernie Sanders. The yes, during the debates. It is important to remember that, or to understand that the modern death penalty in America exists largely due to the 1994 crime bill. Right. We talked a lot about that history and stuff like that in the 70s. It starts to get really hairy with like really particular cases about breaking specific things down that I started to get into. I really don't want to read too much because it just no one really gives a shit. If you do, I think that's a really great resource for what I was talking about, that website. Um, What was the website again? So it was deathpenalty.org or something. It was deathpenaltyinfo.org. Yes. Deathpenaltyinfo.org. And they have all of the citations here for all of the different papers and everything. They have all this information. Oh, I it's all love there. All the citations. citations. Yeah. Um, so. There's one thing you don't get in a news article that accuses somebody of anything is a citation. <laughs> yes. Um, so. I think the first thing that I would say is one of the big things that Biden touted, at least at the time, right? Because a lot of, again, We'll we'll talk about the scene, so I'm, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, one of the big things that he had, that he touted at the time is that the 1994 crime bill expanded the amount of death penalty offenses that were available federally, right? And I don't remember what it was before, but it expanded it to 53. Mm-hmm. And so there's a quote here. Um, it provides because. At the time, many Republicans wanted to try and take shots at Joe Biden, you know, that this wasn't tough enough, that it needed yeah. to be harder on crime, which we know now is fucking stupid. Because at the um, point... At- 
1994 in, you know, in like the early 90s, late 80s, like in places like New York City. She was terrible. It was a rough place to hang out. Horrible. Like you would, it's unrecognizable from the New York City of today. Although if we're not careful, another five, six years from now, it might look the same way. So I'll just read your quote from real quick. Back in 1992, Democrats and Republicans competed for who was tougher on crime. Biden, then senator from Delaware, responded to critics of the proposed crime bill who claimed it was too weak. He bragged that his proposed crime legislation vastly expanded crimes that could be eligible for the federal death penalty. Quote, it provides 53 death penalty offenses. Weak as can be, you know, he said. We do everything but hang people for jaywalking in this bill. The final result was the crime bill, which created mandatory minimum sentences and expanded eligible death penalty crimes, among other things. So that's a big one. The mandatory minimum sentences, right? Yes. And re- okay. <clears throat> let's read that one more time. Yes. Quote, it provides 53 death penalty offenses. Weak as can be, you know, he said. We do everything but hang people for jaywalking in this bill. And it's it's obviously who's like who said he's that? trying to make a joking light of it, but yeah. that's not very fucking funny. That's your fucking president. Yes. That you all stood behind and voted for. Nobody did their goddamn research on who the hell they were took looking at. Oh. And the result of this, right, between nineteen eighty eight and nineteen ninety four there were six people that were put to death federally. As a result of the death penalty, and between 1994 and 2019, there was 79, 79, and so <clears throat> that's obviously quite an uptick, an increase of uh, 73 in that time frame. And again, this is a direct result to the 1994 crime bill because it expanded the amount. Oh, you all right? Yep, yep, just stubbing toes, going around there. It's cool. Oh, Jesus Christ! It expanded the amount of death penalty crimes that were available federally. So, that's, I mean, that's... It's, it's, it's reality. <laughs> that's I don't know that. what you got to say. Um, There's nothing else to add to that. It just yeah. kind of is what it is. But since then, Biden has come out against the death penalty. It took deep into the presidential race for that to be a, a case. Really, once Donald Trump was saying, well, I'm going to start running these executions. Like, yeah. once Donald Trump announced that he was going to resume federal executions, then Joe Biden came out and said, oh, you know, because we can't know... 100% of the time, you know, then we can't do this. Yep. So, which, as we talked about, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, just given that fact, right? Yes. It's been how many years since his crime bill? Right. Right. Do you give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, no, he fucking figured it out. He so, learned it. So that's what is I was that just okay? going to say, right? Is that we talked last week when I brought up, it is like the health advisor or something, whoever the fuck I was talking about, right, that had made all those comments about black people being inherently better because of the melatonin. We talked oh, about yes, that last yes, week. Yes, yes. And so you reminded me. God, who the fuck was that? Don't remember. But you reminded health me. Health and Human Services? Um, yes. That, you know, these comments were in the 90s. Like, it was a while ago this happened. And so I think that it's important that you said that because that's exactly the point that I was going to make, right, is that it is important to remember that these statements were made in 1994. These actions he carried out in 1994. That's a long time. I'm 26 years old. I was born in 1994. So it's been 26 years since this happened. Certainly, you can grant that someone's opinions can change between 1994 and now, mm-hmm. right? It's important then for you to decide whether it matters more to you that he's vowed that he won't carry out federal executions under his watch or... 
that it's his direct doing that laid out the death penalty as it exists in America yeah. today. Like how many it's, deaths are on are it's partially a on his hand? Personal choice, and it's I wouldn't judge anybody either way, right? And so I'm kind of Morgan. I'm kind of speaking directly to you because you're the one that asked us that. In regards to Joe Biden, it's mm. up to you to decide which one means more to you. And again, yeah. I'm not. And that's a val- personal yeah, choice. I'm not placing value either it's way. 100%. I'm not like it's up to you. I'm. I mean, genuinely, so everybody up, would need to score everybody, that way. Everybody, but I only say Morgan just mm-hmm. because you know. I know. Yeah, Morgan. I only because say you because her, you asked specifically. But yeah, it is up to topic. everybody to decide because he's the president now, and yep. he's going to have an impact on America. Yeah. It's important for everyone to decide if it matters more to you that. He has said, right, because we've 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 seen that he's not very good at keeping his word, even just 10 days into his presidency. Um, he said that he's yeah, not going to execute any more people federally, yeah. um, which I would believe right. is something he would hold to. I think it's probably 100%. pretty easy. You know, there was a 16 year moratorium on federal executions yeah. until, until Donald Trump decided he was going to continue it. Which so, doesn't mean state executions don't still happen. No, federal executions. That that's extremely important. Yes. yes. Federal executions, because every state has their own death penalty for their own crimes. What they're going to yep. do, California doesn't do their shit. We and don't like, do still people have They still have people on death right. row, but we don't execute people anymore. Yeah. Um, I think... I think we got rid of it in 2018. I'm not sure. Capital punishment in Washington State was abolished in uh, on October 11, 2018, when the state Supreme Court ruled it was unconstitutional as applied. Blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't. Nec- so it's on the books, which is exactly why, like in Washington State, it's illegal to hang somebody for right. state. But at the same time, it doesn't sound like we technically can. But we haven't gotten rid of it yet. That's one of those uh, not my problem right, right. now. So well, we'll wait until f- it comes up in the courts again. And one of the big problems for a while. Oh, let's just. Yeah, go ahead and finish. Yeah, no, and that's all that we were going to say. It's just that at this point, it's up to you guys to decide mm-hmm. whether it means more to you that Biden has said that he's not going to and potentially won't carry out any federal executions or that, like I said, his his legislation that he owns and brags yep. about still to this day yep. laid Probably. out the federal death penalty. He apologizes for it sometimes, depending on what Certainly aspect of it he gets called shit. out on. He still walks out with it, yeah. you know. Um, and I mean, but personally, yeah. I am much more in in favor. I'm much more on the side of like, okay, at this point in time, he says no more federal executions. Word. Down with that. Yes. Much better than the opposite. Yes. Much better than the opposite. I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. Yeah. Hypocrisy, change of mind, don't really care at this point. The ends at this point, I get it. I got it. Um... Oh, what I was going to say about the death penalty is I know that in the last couple of years, we've run into a problem with the company that makes the chemicals that yeah. are used for lethal injection said they were going to stop making those chemicals. Yeah. And so now there's like a stay on it even more. That's like, well, we don't even know how we're going to do this because we can't even procure these chemicals anymore. We've decided that you don't get to live anymore, but it needs to be humane. Yeah. Which I still have problems with. And we're with. not sure exactly how we're going to go about that. <laughs> if you can't figure it out... Maybe that's a sign figure that you, you're probably not doing something right. No. Right? Maybe you should, shouldn't be doing it. Maybe we should figure something else out. Right. You don't – doesn't have to be a, a choice between like, okay, so we're going to murder this guy? Well, how are we going to murder him? Maybe we don't have to murder him. Maybe there's something else. We don't right. need to let him go. We don't need to let him – maybe we don't have to keep him in a cage for the rest of the, you know, everyone's lives. Maybe maybe there's something else we can do between keep him in a cage and murder him. It's got to be something. It's got to be something we can do. Send him to the moon. Let's have a penal colony on the moon. <laughs> a little hard to run away from that shit. 
That's how Elon. We'll, that's how we'll terraform for profit prison. Uh, we'll <laughs> oh God, prison X, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's another thing that we should note is that he, Joe Biden, did also say they are not going to renew any more contracts Word. with private prisons. It's important. To know that only like 9% of prisoners are held in private prisons, but... Especially because you're talking about federal, federal prisoners. Which is um, like Rikers. It's... That's not to say that it's nothing, yeah. but it's not exactly as it was touted. It's better than nothing. But uh, do you have anything else to say on Joe Biden in particular? As it pertains to the death penalty, we'll move on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Kamala Harris. As far as Kamala Harris goes, because she has yeah. really only been a senator less... In six years, right? Yeah. She didn't even finish a whole term before she became vice president. Yep. So Most she her... hasn't really had time to affect the federal death right. penalty, right? Federal. She's only kind of – she's been able to use it and work with it and discuss it in her statewide capacities, right? As... So that's attorney general and district attorney Boom. in California. So Amen. it's important to understand that before we continue. Actually, but... I wonder if that's, that case is still up on – Kamala Harris. Kevin Cooper? Is that who you're talking about? Info. Oh. Um, anyway, while you're looking that up, I will start here. Kamala so Harris for arresting the people. <laughs> I love this website. As district attorney and attorney general, she ran against the death penalty. The whole time, she always said that she was against the death penalty. Um, there it is. And oh, DNA sh- testing that might... Get a black man off death row. Yes, and so is. we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, she declined to call for the death penalty in special circumstances, which was in 20, 2004, there was a police officer that was killed on the streets. And in that particular instance, it, like we talked about, right, there are state by state, there are different crimes that still will allow for the death penalty mm-hmm. in special circumstances, quote unquote. In this quote-unquote special circumstance, she refused to call for the death penalty. Um, and then – and so that's one thing that people are like, oh, well, she does not – you know, she doesn't like it. Like she's, you know, yeah. against it and stuff. And then as you were talking about later, Kevin Cooper, right, um, was somebody who found himself on death, death row. row. And there were appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal, as there is. Um yeah. As there should be, I as, swear, if you're as there be should be, if you're talking about taking somebody. somebody's yeah. life, right? And as the appeals go on later, well, as time goes on, DNA evidence starts to become a thing, and so now there's an appeal to try and test DNA, right? And Kamal Harris opposed it. You have the article up here, so yep. if you want to, and then there's Kevin Cooper, the death row inmate whose trial was infected by racism and corruption yes he sought judge. advanced dna testing to prove his innocence but miss harris at the time opposed it after the new york times expose of the case went viral she reversed her position yeah <clears throat> and this was back during her campaign again this is why she dropped out before her own home state primary and if you remember this is what Tulsi Gabbard was roasting her for and that time that, yeah, when they got into it. Um, Tulsi, that right before the debates, I swear, she must have pulled up KamalaHarris.info yeah. and looked at all the – it is a parody website. I know I've talked about it before. It's a parody website about um, Kamala Harris, and there's one for Joe Biden too, JoeBiden.info. Right. Um, about – I mean, and it pulls legit articles from sources that are NewsGuard certified – and um, that most of the time, like that last 
piece was from uh, the New York Times. They have some articles about from the Daily Beast, FactCheck.org. Yes. You know, another New York Times one about you know some you know these people's rise to power and their their dark history of things like defend defended the death penalty. New yes, York that's Times. what I was. That's what I was just going to say you is know. that in 2014 there was an there was an initiative, a proposition um, done by the people put forward to try and abolish the death penalty in California. There's a 45 day window for the attorney general to decide whether or not they're going to appeal it. And she did appeal this decision on the death penalty. Right. Yeah, um, 47. And one of the big things in this particular article that I'm looking at is a CNN article, um, is this person, Hadar Aviram. Um, she's a professor. She it was talking about how, Kamala Harris refused to defend Proposition 8, the California voter-approved law that declared same-sex marriage unconstitutional. She and the governor believe the voter initiative infringed on the civil rights of same-sex couples. Their actions paved the way for the case to reach the Supreme Court, which later ruled in favor of allowing same-sex marriage. As 45 days ticked away, Aviram thought she was right about Harris. So imagine our surprise, quote, so imagine our surprise when a couple of days before the clock runs out, the attorney general decides to appeal the decision, and it was upsetting piece of news to receive. And she is talking about the decision to overturn the death penalty in California. So that is one thing that a lot of people point to. They're saying, well, you're not really against death penalty because you could have let it just be abolished. And for some reason... You decided to appeal it. You didn't mm-hmm. need to. You didn't have to because you didn't in regards to same-sex marriage. You did here in the death penalty. And not to say that I don't her know. opposition to it was in any form like an actual principled argument. Right. It was probably, just looking at the time, just something that like you take this stance or that stance based off of which direction the political winds are blowing that day. Yeah, and it wasn't... that's the way she's run most of her career, especially as Attorney General of the state of California. And it wasn't until this year that Gavin Newsom actually overturned the death penalty. Um, And so that was in 2011, I think, that it said. So that's... You know what I'm saying. Um, If that doesn't express to you how infinitely complicated most people's views on the death penalty are... Um, yeah. How the implementation of it is supposed to go. Um, I mean, I don't know how more complicated you can get, man. Every um, every politician that has a stance on it at one point seemed to have flip-flopped from another stance. Yes. Um, it, which is just, you know, goes with the times, I guess. But I love it, man. Two um, different death penalty yeah, stories. Yeah, so I have this ABC info. News article referring to Kevin Cooper. Uh, Cooper was convicted of killing a couple, their young daughter and her friend, a young boy who was sleeping over at the family's home in Chino Hills, California. The couple's eight-year-old son survived the attack and was found with a knife wound across his neck. During the sentencing phase of the case and later appeals, Cooper's attorney alleged that evidence that had been tampered with or manipulated, and the defense argued that the description of the attacker offered only the surviving victim did not resemble Cooper. The then eight-year-old victim said in his videotaped testimony that he believed three men who had visited the, his home earlier that night could have been the attackers, but did not testify that multiple people were present during the attack. The victim would later testify before court against Cooper. What followed was a lengthy battle by Cooper's attorney to appeal the case, first to the state's court and the Ninth Circuit Appeal Court in 2004. Two days prior to the scheduled execution, an appeals court stayed Cooper's impending execution, and his lawyers fired a new appeal. Um... In 2009, the panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected Cooper's appeal 2-1. to one, And then 
The question of Harris's actions surfaced later when Cooper and his lawyers asked the state to approve additional DNA testing, which they argued could exonerate him. Harris's team did not take up the case, and the evidence from the crime scene was never re-examined while Harris held state office. Cooper's attorney objected to the decision, citing in the 2016 clemency request, quote, advanced forensic testing is now available that could show Mr. Cooper is innocent of these crimes, but the state refuses to permit him. Cooper's attorney wrote, Harris has since changed her views on Cooper's request after a lengthy New York Times examination of the case. She issued an emotional statement telling the Times she felt, quote-unquote, awful about this. <laughs> That's I really feel funny. so awful about this. Yeah. Now that you bring it up and are grilling at me about it, I feel really awful. Yeah. Cooper has yeah, won himself an advocate in reality star Kim Kardashian West in recent weeks. In May, Kardashian posted a picture of herself with Cooper. Um... So he ended up getting the DNA testing, and they're actually still waiting for it to come back. But that was obviously after, after she, she left. Was, yes, after, <laughs> after, after she there became was a, a senator, new attorney general. Yeah. the DNA testing got approved, and they're, they're awaiting the results. Which seems weird. Like, what the fuck is taking so long? Right. Well, um, that the speed of our justice system at work. I mean, you there's find prob- out if you're a baby so daddy in a problems. week, but you can't find out whether or not you murdered somebody in a week. That seems weird. <laughs> Did you murder four people? I don't know. The state won't tell me yet. I, <laughs> I found out since then that I have three extra children, but oh I don't God. know whether or not I murdered these people. Dude, they added two more articles to KamalaHarris.info. Hilarious. They added Kamala Harris believed accusers of Joe Biden. Yes. It called him yes. some very nasty things on yes. television. I remember that. And then failed to aid children abused by Catholic priests. Oh, my God. Story by The Intercept. I haven't read that one yet. I can't wait to dive into that. That's going to be juicy. That's the next president of the United States, by the way. So, Morgan, um, that would be – that's what I have in regards to Kamala Harris. So, yeah. Joe Biden that. wrote the damn bill. Kamala Harris just decided that she didn't want to deal bill. with it. Yeah. Which, again, is no reflection on you know necessarily who they are today. Really just speaks to their Not character. Necessarily. Doesn't necessarily speak to how they're going to implement policy going forward. Because that's – and if that's not the fucking problem with politics nowadays, I don't know what is. It doesn't matter what you did six years ago, ten years ago in your political career because you're, you're going to do a whole brand new set of things now based off of – whatever your constituency wants you to do yeah you're not going to have any kind of principled stance anywhere. no and we saw the flip-flopping you referenced it earlier but another good example is like when we when she talked about medicare for all right came out adamantly opposed to it and <laughs> then she was in favor of it and then she was against and it again forth. and then she was for it yeah. it's i mean we saw it over and over and over again and her staffers coming out immediately after debates to be like oh well what she meant was this like that's not really what she said yeah, yeah it's it's nonsense. We, I'm not going to link back to those, but those were during the debate, so you can go back so and rough, find man. those episodes. Yeah, it's it, okay. if you care about it, then you can. But a bunch of people are going to be like, "Oh, that was fucking so long ago. Who cares?" And that's exactly what. Yeah. So Morgan, that is what we have on Kamal Harris. Do you have anything else to add, Kamal Harris? I have a, a single question. Yes. Because I don't know if it, I feel like I probably articulated my personal stance on it. Um, if you were to articulate your personal stance on, on capital punishment real quick, sum it up. It's complicated. Um, I guess at this point I would have to err on the side of caution and say that I don't think that it should exist. 1% um, chance is a little too much for you? 
I don't think that the, sh- the state should be deciding whether or not people should live or die. I don't think that that's okay. I don't think they should have that control. Yeah, I, after everything we know, just went through, I was like, I don't know if I we really got a the, hard solid the, where after, you at. After after that, it's super hairy for me. You know, yeah. um, especially like of like of question. Obviously, if I don't know if somebody is guilty or not, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be okay with them being murdered by a bunch of other people who think that they're guilty. Yeah, we don't know that. I'm not cool with it. Like a if lot of I, people feel like Jeffrey Epstein deserved to die. You know what I'm saying? If There's I lot, know, you know for certain that you have raped children just repeatedly for decades, am I going to be upset if other people find out and decide to fucking kill you? Probably not. Do I I'm necessarily really agree with that? No, because no, again, it's who it's has not the right to take a life. What I'm saying. So. It's kind of like uh, it's super, con- and I, that's dark. Like I know, I'm sure there are many people. Like, yeah. I can't believe you would fucking say that. I'm sure, but I don't. I think when it comes to like sexual abuse of children, most people are kind of like, yeah, no, they sh- they shouldn't be. They don't deserve to be on breeding the same. Yeah, air I as mean, us. sexual abuse of adults. You but know, I mean, there's get, who, yeah. somebody has to make that's the what call, and somebody has to pull the trigger, pull the lever, press the button. I don't know where the squeeze line the plunger. Is. Yeah, for so yeah. Anyways, so that's the death penalty. Yeah. Do you want to do our hills to die on? Fuck yeah. Let's cool. Do that. We can do Let's that, do that, and then we can talk about the Super Bowl, and then we can get out of here. Yeah, we're, we're uh, 2.30-ish. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about good. I like you it. Know? Because we're going to – we always spin off on our on yeah. our hills. Yeah. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I think you should go first this time. Okay. You got this. Okay. So my hill to die on this week for everybody. If you haven't, we didn't do this last episode, so if you don't remember, the hill to die is a relatively new segment that we're doing. That is, as it states, it is our hill to die in a position that we are willing to defend to the end of the earth. And so that's where we're at this week. You can go back to our last few episodes, minus last episode, and hear them. I believe I have them timestamped. If not, they're usually towards the end of the episode. Yeah. So here we go. My hill to die on this week is that this country belongs to us. Ooh. And I don't mean. Us as Americans, I mean us as the non-elites, as the regular people, as the 99%. The plebs. Right? The plebs. The elites are scared. We saw that on January 6th. We've seen it every day since then. Mm -hmm. We've seen it by them showing us that they want them to play with finances and not you. They want armed protection, but not for you. They want paychecks, not for you. These people don't care about you. There is relatively little I could think that anybody could say to me that would exhibit that would exhibit that any of these people care about any of us. Um, as I talked about earlier, Nancy Pelosi is already thinly pushing forward the ideals of gun control. We've seen it, and you know, a renewed push for it in all of these blue states. Now that Joe Biden is uh, is in office, we've talked already about how none of these lawmakers, regardless of what they've done with their paychecks, have not missed a single paycheck in the entirety of the coronavirus. We have seen that although they would like to take your Second Amendment rights away, all of you new eight million gun owners—I'm talking really kind of directly to you—they <laughs> want to bring in twenty-five thousand armed soldiers to make sure that they can do what they want. They want to have armed people in their capital but not you in regards to gamestop mm -hmm. right we saw earlier this week that when people on the internet decide that they're going to play the exact same game that millionaires and billionaires have played for decades in this country and fuck over other people who don't know better they get stopped 
the regulators get called in the president of the nasdaq goes on msnbc and asks for more regulation in the market for probably the first time ever blew my mind millionaires and billionaires going on live tv saying we're doing this because we care about you because you don't know what you're doing you're not a professional you might lose your money you're going to lose all your money and then what someone's going to be left holding the bag but it's not going to be them because they'd rather block your access to apps and force you to sell off your shares before they want to risk losing all of their money. Highly illegal. So I would end by saying, do not give up your rights. Do not reelect this leadership. None of these people deserve your support. None of these people deserve anything other than a swift kick in the ass and us telling them all to get the fuck out of office. This country belongs to you. Goddamn, brother. That was... Clap, 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 clap. I mean, I kind of want to kick in balls because that's more or less what I was going to say. But <laughs> if that does not speak to what has happened the last two weeks, I don't know what does. Yeah. Because we talked, we did. I didn't think about this till like late last night when yeah. I was in the middle of moving all this shit around. I was like, oh, bro, we didn't do Hills Dying last week. We should do that again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got one. I got one. Everything that's been happening recently is all basically the same type of shit. It's us versus them mentality. So I'm going to take a different tact i'm gonna pivot slightly on this one right how do i want to phrase this because i want to say hypocrisy but i could do a hypocrisy every single episode if we I wanted to really right? want a shirt that says mm, hypocrisy <laughs> mm, yeah it, it sustains me so we would say it's delicious you know because like if it's, it, just, it's yeah. so delicious this hypocrisy if if we could all learn to eat and sustain ourselves on hypocrisy, <laughs> we'd never go hungry. Never. At least with our government. Not in America. So how? how let's see. If I was gonna kind of pivot here with this. Yeah. Sorry to jack bit, your. Uh... I'm going to the hill to die on for myself would be like caution. This is a cautionary tale. There, there, there was a time in history at which. A, a system of government it's much much like ours very similar um, in fact ours is based off of it um, there was there was these these this new idea in political power where the people's opinion the the opinion of the people must be represented yes at the highest levels of authority right and there was a couple people that did this, and the brothers Gracchii, the Gracchus brothers, the Gracchi brothers, the old ancient Romans, and they decided to champion. They called what well, they were called the tribute of the plebs. They they were championing the plebs. They were championing the people's voice to the Senate. This is what we would commonly refer to now as populism, right? We've spoke before about this. Or we we've gone back and, and pulled that uh, that Men in Black line, where Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones' character they're sitting on a park bench in New York, and you know Will Smith is asking him, you know, why why don't we just tell the people that aliens exist? Like they, we're you know we're grown ups, we're we're human, we can handle it, we're adapt, you know, blah blah blah, we're you know we're we're good people. Tommy Lee Jones says, you know, you know, it's like a person is smart. People are dumb, scared, wild animals. Yeah. This 
populism is nothing more than the people's outrage being broadcast on high. And if there is, you ever heard the term, you should sleep on it? Populism is like that except without sleeping on it. It's all the anger, all the frustration thrust forward, channeled in an imperfect way through an imperfect avatar. That's what Trump was. Trump was a, he was an avatar of populism. He was yes. an infinitely imperfect and ill-suited avatar to represent a populist message from one side of the populist position. That's maybe the best way that I've heard You that can't say left or right, right? Yeah. So. <clears throat> he would have taken anybody, man. Yes. And, and populism does... Populism is it's shooting from the hip. It does not think logically. It acts on raw emotion and power. There is no good decisions that a populist can make at the time because they're trying to do one thing and one thing only, and that is gain power. This is what happened during the last two election cycles, including this last one. Populism has ruled the day for a very long time in this country, and it has grabbed a hold I mean, it, the 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 grab that it has on us, the hold that it has on us right now is so popular. We are cheering that our entire system of how we value the market and items in the market, we're cheering because the mob has risen up yeah. and told the money lenders <laughs> that they need to get the fuck out because we're going to steal their money because we figured out their system and we knew how to steal their money back from us. And we took the money back. And that it is cause for celebration. I'm celebrating. I'm laughing. I'm, you know, I'm I'm so excited about this whole thing that's going on right now, because rich assholes who have done nothing but sit there and flout their money over us because they are elitist pieces of shit have gone up there and they've stolen money out of our pockets. Did you see? I think they talked about it on Rising on Friday. I can't remember where I saw this crap, but during. 2020 when the everyday normal people of america had their worst economic year in like since the great depression guess who had the greatest economic year the one percent the one percent that is real and that causes a rise in populism to come up but populism is dangerous i have heard and i don't mean to interrupt you but mm -hmm. i've heard just because you said that mm -hmm. That 2020 was the greatest upward motion of wealth in the history yes. of America. The the plebs got poorer and the rich got richer. Jeff Bezos has more money than anyone else on the world. He surpassed Elon Musk again. Poor guy. But, God damn it. Uh, Elon Musk is weird, right? He's a weird case because he is kind of a... He's a pleb. He also burns mad capital. He does. He was... He was broke and homeless when when he put up Tesla, because that's he put every single fucking penny that he had from his what was it PayPal PayPal yeah into Tesla and just said well and he fucking had to couch surf for a while till the company got off the ground. So I guess my hill to die on is a cautionary tale of beware of populism. It seems right. It feels right. They say all the right things. They do all the right things. They make people happy. They give you money. They give you good regulations. But it will be the end of us all because in a populist society, 51% overrules the 49% and it puts us against each other and we tear each other apart. We're already at that point in a, on like a societal manner. We're already hating 
the Trump voter. Right. Trumpism is a thing. Substitute Trumpism for populism. Call it Team A and Team B because they're not Republicans. They're not Democrats anymore. There's there's more. What was that book that Jack Murphy wrote? Democrat to deplorable. There are more Democrats that voted for Hillary Clinton that supported Trump than there are Trump supporters that voted for Obama. And that says something about what Trump represented. So my hill to die on is populism and the staving off of populism. We need to stop it. We need to watch it. We need to not be taken in by it. And we'll leave it at that. Let this be a warning to you of the popular vote. I don't want to end up. You know what happened after the Roman Republic fell? Due to populism, became the Roman Empire. Who do you want as your next Caesar? You may, you must choose, but choose wisely. I definitely don't want Kamala Harris. Well, that's what you got <laughs> for the next four years at least. Not my president. Not my president. Not my president. Oh, yeah. She's still going to be the one to throw you in a cage for the rest of your life. <laughs> um. Anyways, with that. Do you want to talk about, should we give a brief GameStop? Brief GameStop. Okay. And then, because the Super Bowl, sports, sports, the Super Bowl is happening, uh, I think, like the 3rd of February. I don't, I don't know. We look at the date of the, the Super Bowl. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, they're and the Kansas home, City Chiefs. Right? And they're playing at home. How fucking is random. Is it the first time in February history? February 7th. First time in history. The Super Bowl, uh, yeah, someone has played in their own Tom stadium. Brady has home field it's advantage. decided years in advance. It's like, com- yeah. it's completely chance, yeah. It's like the Olympics, bro. It's they like figured four out years, a few seasons yeah, back. I think they had the Super Bowl picked out like four years from now. It's it's staked out. So, 7th, Sunday, February Limited 7th at in 3.30. in-person attendance. Really? Yes. Really I heard think? a bunch of people months ago, you know, on like NPR, like, I don't think they should even have the Super Bowl. They shouldn't let anybody there. Fuck you. Fuck you. This is fucking America. If I want to go to a fucking Super Bowl, it's a goddamn football game, I'm going to go to a fucking football game. Like, what the fuck? I wonder. I don't. At what point did. Limited in person. Did adults decide that they should decide what other adults should be doing with themselves? Like, when did that become the thing, you know? Okay. Let me. That's so weird. It just kind of hit me here, real quick. How long ago was this decided, right? It was a while. The Super Bowl thing? Yeah, it's been a while, right? What, do you what mean, are the, the fucking teams odds? Or where? No, 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 where? The location. The location, oh, sorry. yeah. Because it's in Florida. Right. <laughs> right. What? Uh, what's Florida's COVID restrictions as far as gatherings in hey! public? <laughs> I mean, could you have a better happenstance here? You want to get some people yeah. in the stands? We fuck, get some people Florida's going to make a Florida, shitload baby. of money. Florida's going to make yeah. a shitload of money during the Super Bowl. That's for sure. No, they already are, too, man. Florida and what? Texas. Oh. oh. Scott goes, what? I don't know. Who goes? It's the Super you know Bowl. Really go? expensive to go to. Hard, yeah. Our friend Scott and Kaylee live in. They live in Tampa. Oh yeah. The That's Super right. Bowl is like they moved really to expensive to go to. It'll be more expensive to go to because they have to make more money from each person that goes. So. Oh man. Yeah. I don't Should even we... want to know what a Super Bowl ticket costs this year. These people. A lot. The people that will be able to afford to go to the Super Ooh. Bowl this year will not be upset about eating a $15 hot dog. No, you know what? I'm pretty sure that like a bunch of first responders are going to get to go. Ooh, I believe that, that would a, be cool. a fraction of the audience is first responders. A I believe fraction. that that's some fucking token amount. Well, there's a, like even in Kansas City, I think they were only doing like 27% attendance in their stadium. So <laughs> it's weird. It's super random amount. Yeah. It's probably an even number. I heard a long, no, no, it was an odd number. Seven was in there. I don't remember if it was 17 or 27. I swear to God. 
I swear to God, it At was that a really point, weird. Do they number. get like the best seats in the house? I mean, come on. No, they're spread all over the stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, but you they have six feet distance. for God's sakes. It, well, but you got Once like every six seats you got, like, because they're about people, a foot wide. You know, but you got like groups of four. You know, like families that are coming, and so you need. Yeah, no, there's like, but you also you gotta have like six feet all around, and they have to be able to walk to like. You should look at it. It's <sighs> yeah. You should try and see if you can find some the pictures. math makes my head. COVID football hurt. stands. It's a thing. So what do you think? Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Babe, what do you think? I already was embarrassed. Do you think so. the GOAT takes it home? What do you think? Of course he's going to fucking take it. He's an asshole. He's going to take it? Oh, fucking Tom Brady. Piece of shit. Knocked out my... I don't, like, I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't... They're going to win. Come on, it's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. Statistically, he's Seven? the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? I like hate six, him. Six rings would be... Fuck. I fucking hate Tom Brady. What do you have today? He just has five now, right? It's I called just the five. Bills winning everything last week, so you know, or two weeks ago. That didn't happen. He's got five now. How many rings does Tom Brady He's have? He's got six. He's got six. He's got six. So seven. Dog. You know. It's a lucky number. Fuck, seven is lucky so number. many, bro. That's so many. A picture like this. And he's. I remember when he. No, I remember when he won the six. When it was like Dax was just an infant, and I watched it with him. Jordan slept. And I turned the game off as soon as the clock hit zero because I wasn't going to watch him hold another trophy over his head. Yeah. It was at that point that I still hated Tom Brady. I still And I've come him. around now that I'm like, I respect it. You're the GOAT. Like, I respect I him. You. Especially like because him. he went somewhere else. Like, he went and somewhere still else and goat. fucking dominated, you know? And I'm not going to act Buccaneers. like I'm not going to act like Tampa didn't have a stacked team before he went there. Yeah, that's true. But they were also playing like shit with Jameis Winston, whoever yep. the fuck was there. So they needed a good quarterback, and they got Tom one. Brady is the goat. The game is going to be fucking great, probably. The fucking, I would hope so, man. Chiefs, Bucks, man, be a good game, bro. So I'm excited. Seventeenth um, or seventh, we're going to be we were on the road. You guys, never mind. That's March. Yeah. February 7th. Yeah, so Sunday, what was that, two weeks, three weeks? Two a weeks week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Hot dog. So, well, that's it. Don't Tampa get to, Bay. Yeah. I'm calling it. Maybe. You think Kansas City, that's what you said? You really think Kansas City is going to win? I think if anybody is going to put down Tom Brady, it'll be Kansas City this year. Patrick but Holmes. I still, Tom Brady's got it, man. I, I think Tom I, Brady's going to win. He's always going to win. I'm calling but, it. He's not supposed to retire to what? 20... 45. Yeah, he's 42 now, so three years from now. I wish if he would win the seventh, he would fucking walk away. He's not going to. But you know what happens? Drew Brees just retired. So five. Did Rivers. So he's got five, six rings. This will be seven. Three more years to play. Three more fucking rings. No way. And then way. he'll walk out. No Ooh. way. <laughs> There's, there is, I would put anything I own that Tom Brady does imagine? not win four in a row. There is no way. That is impossible. That would be a feat never before seen. What's his contract with the Bucks? How long has he got to stay there? Oh, I don't know. Because he might go somewhere else. Sure. Look it up. Tom Brady. There we go. Bucks contract. Fifty, $50 million. million. So two year, fifty million. So, so he's got to hang out next year, and then he can go anywhere else. So he'll God take damn. the bucks to the to Every the bowl again next guaranteed. year, and then he's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to bring that team to the to the Super Bowl twice. So I wonder if there's potential bonuses in there if he like wins the Super Bowl. Oh fuck, I'm sure. 
How, how thick 50, is that contract? All 50 is guaranteed, full no trade clause. Like, I can show you what buying this house looks like, right? It's a stack of papers this big. Yeah. Right. I wonder what an NFL contract for a quarterback looks like. Is it that big? Is it that big? I mean, how it's many? It's pretty small. I've seen him sign that big. It. Yeah, it's pretty small. Yeah. It's pretty cut and dry. We're going to give you this Play much this money many games, or else. Do this. You get you this much. Yeah, or you don't get this money. Don't fuck around. These are the rules. I think that's it. Okay. So, okay. So, quick GameStop, and then we're going to get the fuck yeah. out of here really quick. So, GameStop, the company was about to go under because it's fucking GameStop. The they, model okay. is tired. It's GameStop had a – there was a slight speculation in the market that the GameStop stock might rise this year. Because yes. they changed the CEO, over, the the CEO was new in January. Yes, right? it is the and old CEO of of Chewy, right? Or, no, no, that, or was that afterwards that he joined the board? Might have been, might have been afterwards. I I don't recall. But Either there's way, a change in leadership Chewy that guys gave investors a you know a better outlook on it. They 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 had a better speculation on it. Yeah. Um, so, so, anyways, which is because at this point, I firmly believe that GameStop is a fundamentally different company than it was when it started, and they have. They could still be an amazing company if they made right moves, but I don't know if they will. But anyways, somehow or other, a gang of people on Reddit that specialize in the stock market. Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets. It's a subreddit. Yes, uh, which I'm still not exactly familiar. I'm more familiar with what is going on with GameStop than how fucking Reddit works. Oh. Um, but we do that another day. <laughs> Pretty, it's just like some weird forum, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a giant forum. But literally everything. There is literally a subreddit for everything. Everything. Except the Donald. They except the Donald. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that um, anymore. So anyways, a gang of these people on Reddit um, found out that there was a massive amount of brokerages and investors that were short-selling GameStop stock. Which is, without going into too much detail, is a essentially betting which is not something that the stock market usually is. It is not a gamble. It is not a casino. That's not how this works. But in this particular case, when you're short selling, you you are assuming that the stock that you are going to short sell will go down. So you're going to borrow somebody's stock for X amount of dollars. And then by the time you actually have to give that back, the price of that stock will be cheaper. So when you buy it again, it'll be cheaper. You'll sell it. You'll make some money. That's called short selling. And it is technically a way for the market to kind of correct overinflated stocks it's horseshit which but it's also like yes that can work we're gonna make but it Larry also requires board. everyone who's a part of that that short selling system to have pure morals and ethics yeah which is does not exist in the financial district next week so a gang of people a bunch of firms were short-selling GameStop to yeah. the tune of 140% of what it was worth. And these Reddit guys found out about it and decided that if they could essentially form what is essentially an online flash mob with a gang of people. Coalition a lot of people had a, a lot of people put a shit ton of money into this. Yeah. Right? And then a lot of people put like 100 bucks into it. Right? Everybody buys GameStop stock at essentially about the same time. And it skyrockets the price. So it goes from about... 18 bucks up to the highest was what for something talked about in the pre-show yeah over 400 dollars, right which means thousands of percent like a plus thousand percent increase and so if you're a big you know um 
hedge fund that is short selling GameStop at 20 bucks, you're assuming it's probably going to fall to 10. You're trying to double your money, blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden, when you have to go back and rebuy that stock that yeah. you borrowed at 20 bucks and you got to you got to buy it back at 300 plus, you 400 plus, to the tune of 70 plus billion dollars to this point. Yeah. And it's still happening. Whereas all these people that are buying up all this extra GameStop stock are essentially throwing their money away. Right. Because they know it's going to come back down at some point, right? And the short sellers have to rebuy the stock, which, again, artificially inflates it. It's a whole long process that we'll really probably dive into with Larry. But anyway, so it's called a short squeeze. And we had a bunch of individuals band together, do a short squeeze on these head funds. They're losing billions of dollars. GameStop's just sitting back chilling because they don't actually get that money or anything like that. It's right. not how, that's not how that works. So they're just caught up in the middle of it. A gang of other stocks like fucking Blockbuster, AMC, AMC you know, AMC. Shut down the bu- by the pandemic. Like Blocks or something. Like yeah, a bunch, bunch of random of them. shit. Yeah. Most of the ones that like just shit that people costs that, nothing. Just, people that are yeah, they're stocks that people that hedge funds are short selling. Yeah, exactly. That's what they targeted is, so that yeah, they so make that a billionaires shit ton of money. would lose a bunch of money. And so after and this starts lot. happening, a lot of it was done through Robinhood, which is an yes. app that a lot of people supposedly just sell like because trade you can, freely, right? Yes, which we talked there's about no commission. They're selling your information and shit so that yep. they can make money. Which um, is just now kind of coming out. A lot of people right, didn't know that. Right, didn't really understand. And so after that happens, Robinhood starts making it so people can't buy more GameStop stock, can't buy more yeah. AMC stock. And in some cases, forcing, forcing them to yeah. sell. Selling people's just stocks literally off stealing automatically money. and then just giving you a check and telling you, oh, mm-hmm. because of volatility in the market, we sold your shares for X amount, yeah. and this is how much money you get. Which if if you really don't care at all, then you're like, oh, that's cool because I just made a bunch of money. But mm-hmm. also, they're going to tax the fuck out of it because you just, it's like capital gains, right? Because yep. you just made a bunch of money in stock market. So they're going to tax the fuck out of it. Which is fine. The dollar is increasingly becoming worth less and less money. So your shit doesn't mean anything anyway. It, it, it's horrible, right? The real big problem is the fact that Robinhood, without their users' knowledge, sold off their investment. But – if Without you, their permission. But if you were in New York at the stock exchange, you could still buy and sell yep. and pay commission and do all these things. But yep. if you were a regular person, day trader who lives in their house or had to put up their life savings or their stimulus check or something to yeah. try and make more money, you were now fucked and either couldn't buy more and had to sell or they forced you to sell and did it for you and just gave you the money. Yeah. There's a weird um, correlation between that and like social media cancellation. Yeah. Like when you get canceled on social media, that's kind of what that's like, except it's the financial version of it. So anyways, that's all going down. Head funds are losing a bunch of money. I'm sitting here fucking laughing. Big old smile on my face. I understand that it's a problem that this is happening, but it's also good because it's showing these elitist fucks that like, we know the game, right? We understand how to manipulate markets just like you do, except we do it better than you. Well, now the people who lead the markets, the NASDAQ, all the people are like, I said, we're calling for more regulation. Yeah. Well, the, we think this, the SEC should investigate, you know, because there's potentially collusion here. Well, you know, people discussing mm-hmm. on discord servers, discord shut down, the uh, Wall Street Bets Discord yeah, server for hate said speech. that it was for hate speech. 
um, yeah, shut down their Discord server. Show so me that can't one. Talk about you know what they're gonna do. Yeah, and no one's really that offended by that because people have been shutting down for hate speech for so long. We're all kind right. of like, okay, yeah, you're just silencing us. Got it. Right. We know. How so, that works. which is unfortunate, you know, that it's gone on for so long that we're like complacent to it almost. Right. We're like, oh well, like we know what fucking... this really is. You're just silencing them because they're making you lose money. Yeah. Got it. So it's been a really odd power play by what we're just calling the elites, you know, yeah. of them trying to show the American people that they control the system. When at the same time, the American people are like, actually, we still have a lot of play in what's going yeah. on here. So people from like um, CNBC and stuff like that getting on there talking yeah. about how, you know, this is just so reckless of these people and they're, they're so ignorant and they're not safe. And Someone's going like, to be left holding the bag. Let me flaunt my elitist talking points over top of you, you little plebs that don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're yeah. playing with. You're playing with fire. There was, I don't remember who it was, but they pulled the clip on rising. Uh, I, so yep, that it's, dude. It's an attack on the billionaires. and It's yeah. unprecedented. It doesn't make sense. An attack on the billionaires. You mean you were betting on companies to fail to the point that you lit 140% of the stocks? You were literally holding GameStop's face in the fucking puddle while it's suffocating. Yep. But but the regular people are attacking you. If right? they had their way in a number of years, bank, not even a number of years, but at some point, they could have absolutely purposely bankrupt GameStop. There was one because it, it, it's not a performer on the market anymore. They right. have chosen you, and you are going yeah. to go down. You have you are dubbed a loser. I dub you sucker. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there was one investor, Fucking like a private out. investor, who made millions of dollars, and he was on YouTube and shit. He took his chicken tenders, and he dipped it in champagne. <laughs> tendies. That's what they're calling them, big gains, tendies. Oh, the tendies. Man, I, love I love that. I hate it and love it at the same time, that part of the internet that makes up their own fucking language. Right. Got to get my fucking tendies, tendies. bro. Yeah. Ma massive transfer of wealth, except it's, uh, it's a small reversal of what we saw happen so far in the pandemic. Yeah. The poor get poorer, the rich get richer. In this case, the poor were stealing from the rich. Which is fucking just <sighs> icing on the cake, bro. I fucking love it. I love it. So I'm wondering where your line's going to come from today. Um, yes. Let me pull it up out of here. Yeah, with that, I, I want to obviously remind even... everybody, thank everyone for watching us whoop, today. Whoop. If you're watching this on YouTube, like us, subscribe us, uh, rate us, review us, comment, share it, tell everybody about it, tell us how much you love us. Or hate uh, us. If, Don't really care. Us. Comments comments in that comment section comments say whatever you want the reviews boop, 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 have boop, boop, to be positive yes. if you're listening to this leave us a rating or review if you screenshot your rating and your review and you send it to me i'll send you a t-shirt it'll be wrapped in beautiful bennick paper or i'll put something else in there i don't know maybe one of these note cards or something i'll write you something um 300, 325 per share you can find all of our social media all of our information you can obviously find our podcast on any podcast platform youtube.com salt of the streets instagram.com spotify Spotify, Salt of the Streets, Facebook.com slash Salt of the Streets. We have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and Clubhouse and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And he is at Big Bird Offy on all of those things. Again, Salt of the Streets.com for all this information. Um, I think that's everything. So with that, Colin, I think all you care about is your name and carving it into the world so deep it will never, ever fade. That's about right. That's about right. That's what I thought. <laughs>